Traveling for college hoops this year? Pro tip, stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each Graduate Hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni, nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns, and get this, you can save up to 30% off with code Doug. That's my name, Doug. Good at any Graduate Hotel location, anytime up to 30% off. So, here's what you do. Book your stays at graduatehotels.com. That's graduatehotels.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip off. And everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the uh, toasty city of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Our home is uh, 1300. The folks at the Buzz next door are kind enough to set me up for the day. Got some tacos for lunch. Man, good tacos. Who knew? Uh, I will be um, I'm the keynote speaker. The keynote speaker at the IBO Awards, which um, is actually kind of an incredible event. I'll tell you more about that later. We're reacting to World Cup. We're reacting to U.S. Open, uh, where last week we got a chance to be a part of the Fox crew. It was awesome to, uh, to be out at Shinnecock Hills. Really just an amazing couple of days. And uh, we watched Phil's meltdown. I'm, honestly, the entire tour seemed to melt down with the setup on Saturday. Where do we lay blame? 
And then, of course, we're, we're getting you ready for the NBA draft. We've got a special NBA draft show on Fox Sports Radio on Thursday. And uh, I'll be previewing it the next couple of days and on the All Ball podcast. But the NBA draft is only super interesting because of the by my estimation, because of the potential for trades on NBA draft day. Right? Like, it's partially, maybe we can read the tea leaves as to what LeBron's doing based upon who, who Cleveland picks. We'll see who's there at that eighth spot. But what's maybe most interesting is Kawhi Leonard, who last Friday, Friday the story, and it continues to be Kawhi Leonard, once out of San Antonio. Now, most people I talk to in the NBA are like, well, the only reason he would want out of San Antonio, like make it official, send out text messages, somebody close to him sending out text messages to all these media outlets, is that they're not going to offer him the Supermax $215 million contract. Because I mean, that's the type of, that's, that's FU money to FU money. That's how much money that is. So maybe that's the case, or maybe he just wants out. But, but I've heard some interesting rhetoric coming out of the management ownership camp. Um, I saw Chris Haynes, who, of course, a reporter for ESPN, who, who reported as such. And it basically goes like this. There's no way in hell that the San Antonio Spurs will trade Kawhi Leonard to a team that's a competitor in the Western Conference. I'm sure you've heard that as well. I'm sure you heard that as well. By the way, happy Father's Day to you, John Ramos. Uh, did you did, – what, what was the – can you tell me what the gift was that you already knew that you were getting? Uh, it was a bunch of uh, – just star. oh, it was speakers. Speakers for my, our room. Big in, – in, in ceiling speakers for surround sound stuff, which I really enjoyed, so – Okay, so wait, did they did they install them yesterday? When did they get installed? Like, how do you do how do you do that that present? It's coming soon. I got the speakers, and now someone's going to come and install them within the next uh, two weeks, I believe. All right, the most the best. Like, we need Dad. Here's your speakers. We need you to install the speakers. That would be that would <laughs> sounds about right. That would Doug, be, yes, th- that would be funny. Uh, I'm not sure where they're playing this Tunisia England game. Where in Russia? But there's some there's a, some serious gnats going on there. That looks rather uncomfortable. I just, man, those, that, I hate gnats. It makes me think of that Indians, um, Jabba Chamberlain pitching for the Yankees against the Indians with those huge bugs on him. I remember that. Anyway, we'll keep you updated on World Cup. I do have something, an interesting parallel. If you think, oh, those World Cup fans are crazy, they're, they're just like you college football fans, college basketball fans. I can prove it to you. Um, I, had a great, I had a great Father's Day, and I, and I thought of this during Father's Day. Um, why not? Why wouldn't you trade with a Western Conference foe? This whole idea, we're not just going to trade Kawhi Leonard to a Western Conference team because we don't want Kawhi Leonard to keep beating us year after year. Well, what you're saying, though, is that you're going to lose the trade. right? Like, do I think that the Indiana Pacers are as good as the Oklahoma City Thunder? I actually don't. I don't. Um, that said, the Indiana Pacers had a better season than the Oklahoma City Thunder. They improved more based upon their trade than the Oklahoma City Thunder did. Their players played, and, and what was it? It was a two-for-one trade. Domas Sabonis and uh, Victor Oladipo for a player who may or may not, he might or might not come back to the Oklahoma City Thunder. But even if he does come back, the Pacers can sit there and go like, hey, we might actually be in a better place right now. Even if he doesn't, 
even if he doesn't go to the Lakers, even if he doesn't go to the Clippers, right? I mean, if you look at the Carmelo Anthony trade, I don't know what you think of Ennis Cantor, and some of that is expire, an expiring contract or Doug McDermott, but are they really that sad to see Melo go? I think the answer is no. The point is this. Why would you be so consumed with where you're going to trade him? Don't be consumed with that. Be consumed with what you're going to get for him. Now, if your reason for not trading to the Lakers is we just don't think they're any of their, we don't want any of their guys, that's a fair logic. That's, that's fair. Right, you say, look, we just don't think Brandon Ingram is as good as his points per game would tell you. We don't think Kyle Kuzma is going to be a starting power forward. Like we already have a starting power forward and, you know, and we're, we're good there. Or we just think he's better as a backup guy or, you know, we don't want Lonzo Ball. And if that's, you know, if you could have any two of those three pieces or maybe you can't get Kuzma and you just go, hey, we don't think the two for one that is Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram matches up to what we think we should be able to get for Kawhi Leonard. That's fair. That's smart. That's evaluating your asset, finding the right value for it, and saying, you know, we don't think we want to make that trade. But the idea that the location matters, location, just because you play, just because you play a team, we're not, we're not going to trade him to a team in the West because we're going to have to get by him twice, then you're planning on losing the trade. That's all you're telling us. We're not going to make that trade because we would lose that trade. And if you say we would lose that trade because we don't like their players, fair. If you say we'd lose that trade because we just, you know, they have the better player in the trade and we're going to play them twice a year and he'll be super motivated, well, that's dumb. When Carmelo Anthony was traded to the, from the Denver Nuggets to the New York Knicks, who won the trade? The Nuggets did. I mean, look at any of these, any of these superstar trades that were made. And by and large, the team that got the more assets back, I would say, now, did the Clippers win the trade with the Rockets? Probably not. But, the, you know, like, look, the Clippers got a ton of assets and a ton of cap space, and eventually they should, you know, are, were they in that bad of a spot this year? If not for injuries, in spite, and they also, by the way, traded away, um, they also traded away, uh, what's his name, Blake Griffin as well. But I just, I don't get consumed with, this is like when you're going to sell your house or sell your car. Well, I don't want to sell it to him. How much are you going to sell it to him for? You guys know I have that uh, VW bus. I've had it for almost a year now. I've gotten the, the engine. I've gotten all the, like, the steering reworked and everything. Do you remember that um, music I told you about? I do remember it, yes. Yeah, it's a, it's a baby blue 1970 VW bus. Uh, a friend of mine was kind of down on his luck. He needed some cash. So he wanted, uh, I think it was 15 grand for the bus. I gave him 10 for it. And, you know, when I went, when I went and looked at it, I was like, ooh, this needs a lot of work. And I got a buddy who wants to buy it off me. And my wife, my wife's like, well, you, you know, I don't know if you want to sell that bus to a friend because you don't know about the engine. I was like, look, I'm having the engine redone, but I won't if he wants to pay me, you know, for the time that I've owned the car, if I want to make a little bit of money on it. Who do I care about what I, how, what I sell it to him for? I didn't build the, the bus. If he doesn't think that the engine's going to work or the brakes are going to work or whatever, like that, that's on him. That's on his inspection. 
I'm doing a business deal. How much do you want to pay me for what I got? Period. Whoever it is. If it's you, the radio listener, if it's you, John Ramos, or if it's my friend Matt who wants to buy the bus off me, fine, done. If you hit the number, it's yours. It's no different than Kawhi Leonard. If you want to give me two players and a draft pick, two starters and a draft pick for Kawhi Leonard, who is going to leave the San Antonio Spurs, I have to I have to measure that up with what else I can get out in the open market. And if it's better, I make that trade. I don't care if it's in L.A. or Minnesota or Timbuktu. Right, watching this uh, Tunisia-England match. Uh, this is fascinating. So Tunisia, a bit of a flop, but it was an elbow thrown by England. Uh, they got a penalty kick in the second half or at the end of the first half, and it's one all. England's had plenty of opportunities to score. Tunisia a little bit. Tunisia's a tiny little country on the uh, at the very north tip of Africa, 11 million people in all. I mean, I guess I'm cheering for Tunisia. I guess I'm cheering for the upset. Ramos, what uh, what soccer matches have you watched? Watched uh, Mexico-Germany, great match the other day, a big Spain and Portugal watch, and Brazil, and I can't remember who Brazil played, but I watched the Brazil game. Brazil, they tied, right? Yeah, what, what was 1-1? It was Iceland. Was it Iceland? What's, oh, Switzerland. That's what it was. Switzerland. Yeah, Switzerland. I knew it was a land. So of, course, of course Switzerland <laughs> tied. They're neutral, right? Like Switzerland <laughs> tying is the most Swiss thing ever. So, man, this... Uh, this, these goalies, they come way out. Anyway, I have, a, I have a perfect analogy, an absolutely perfect analogy for cheering for countries that are not your own in the World Cup. We'll get to that, uh, plus Brian Scalabrini, protecting your home team. Farmers Customizable Home Insurance Packages offer coverage options you can tailor for your home turf. At Farmers, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Find agent at, uh, uh, discover home coverage options and more at Farmers.com. Brian Scalabrini joins us uh, uh, coming next. Where does he think Kawhi Leonard plays next season? Where does he think LeBron James plays next season? And is Kyrie Irving committed long-term to the Boston Celtics? Oh, Red Mamba would know. That upcoming next, but first, snoring is not sleeping. I go back to two nights ago and... Uh, I was climbing into bed with my son. He's like, Dad, will you lay next to me? My son's getting ready to go to sleepaway camp. And so I was like, man, this is probably the last time for a good portion of time I'm going to be able to snuggle next to my little guy. And he still still likes to snuggle with his dad. And so I fell asleep while he was reading. And he only said to me, Dad, can you go get your Zipa? Because you're snoring really loud. Snoring's not sleeping, whether it's me or... Whoever's laying next to me, my son or my wife, heck, I don't even want to wake up my dog. A Zipa is amazing. If you know anyone who snores, they need to get a Zipa. It's a revolutionary snoring mouthpiece. It's an absolute game changer. If you're sleeping in separate bedrooms, if you're waking up your son, if you're waking up your dog because you're snoring too loud, if you're waking yourself up, you need to get a Zipa. That's Happy Z spelled backwards, Z-Y-P-P-A-H.com. Zipa.com. Get a Zipa. You'll sleep and everybody else will sleep soundly. Zipa.com. Progressive's new Home Quote Explorer is changing the way you buy home insurance. Now you can go online, get a custom quote, and save both time and money. Learn more at Progressive.com. So there's some kind of a controversy over Landon Donovan doing ads 
for um, for Mexico, right? That that hey, look, man, uh, our country's not in it, so why not cheer for our neighbors for the south? Ramos, you watched the the Mexico game, obviously. Uh, being of Hispanic descent, I, I take it you were. I mean, it's not too cliche to say you were rooting for Mexico. Uh, I'm rooting for Portugal. If that has anything, <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with Mexico winning. I mean, I'm, I wasn't, I wasn't wearing like a shirt and jumping up and down and stuff like that. I just, I'm happy that they won, but they're not my first choice that I would root for. Why? Uh. I just because well I don't know I, I mean they're in the top three but they're not my first choice that's all it's like Portugal Spain Mexico they're all Latin countries Hispanic countries just I wouldn't put Mexico first for myself but that's that's just me that doesn't mean oh, okay, yeah. okay but 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 wait wait I th- I think you're are you only allowing yourself to cheer for one team no I'm rooting for all I like all three of those those teams I enjoy. Portugal because of Ronaldo. I like Spain because they have Ramos on the team. And Ramos' surname is from the Portugal, Lisbon, Spain area. It's derived from there. That's where the, it started from. And then, of course, sure. came through Mexico, obviously, uh, as you know, the years. Did, my my grandparents were born in Mexico. What's that? Yeah, your grandparents are born in Mexico, and you don't, and you you don't claim you you claim no allegiance to Mexico. I don't. Well, I'm American. So I, I understand. Mean, <laughs> I understand that. But I'm saying you don't like we're not in it. So I would I just I just I find it. Inter- Look, here's the parallel to it. OK. In college sports, anybody who's a big college sport fan, this is hard for you guys because you guys are both West Coast guys. So you don't there's not really a conference tie sort of thing like Pac-12 schools. are not like, dude, Stanford's killing it and swimming. We're awesome. Like, that, that doesn't work that way. But in the SEC and the Big 12, the Big 10. Uh, a little bit in the ACC more. Yeah, ACC the same way. Where if if it's not your team, you claim another team in your conference. Right? Like the Big East, like, man, Big East won another national title. Like, well, okay, DePaul didn't win one. Xavier hasn't gotten to a Final Four. Providence didn't win one. This is just Villanova. But that's the way it works in college sports. And I'm interested in, in the World Cup on how it's not, we're not like – well, hey, Mexico is it's North America, right? It's close enough. It's NAFTA. I mean, we're going to try host the games, uh, the, the World Cup in in uh, in 26. So it's just fascinating to me. Uh, Brian Scalabrini joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. The Big Three's 2018 season tips off this Friday in Houston on June 22nd, live on Fox Sports 1 and uh, – <clears throat> At 6.30 Eastern Time. Remember, this year the games are live. It's Friday night. And if you've ever been, ever been, or you've ever watched on TV, you know it's not just a three-on-three game with some great NBA players. It's a three-on-three game plus. It's usually like a concert as well and a who's who. Uh, No one's a bigger who's who than than Scal. He joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Um, What about you? Are you a who's who? Like when you show uh, up everyone's like, oh, snap, that's Doug Gottlieb. No, no, but exactly zero people do that. Exactly. Now that you've now that you've played, honestly though, you've played in it for a year. How much easier is it to? Get, maybe not easier, but how much smarter do you think you've been about conditioning, knowing exactly what it takes to play this type of basketball for this type of season? Yeah, no question. I, I, I would say not only conditioning, but just like knowing what's important, what's not. Like where are you going to focus your energy? Which, like for me, it's it's, it's relatively easy in the sense of what I know I have to work on, right? I gotta be able to defend my position. I gotta get as strong and in the best shape as possible. I gotta make be able to make shots. Like I don't have to go, 
you know, one-on-one and go Allen Iverson out there. Like, for me, I know exactly what I need to work on. And, you know, as a former NBA player, I was pretty good about just focusing on what I do well and, you know, like just like trying to hone in on those skills. Brian Scalabrini, join us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. All right, as much as we want to talk big three, let's talk big NBA ball. Uh, when you heard that Kawhi Leonard wanted out of San Antonio, what was your reaction? Like, are we sure? And nowadays in the media, are we sure that he wants out, or is this just, you know, I heard the Woj report about Pop saying he's not going to give him $219 million until they sit down and have a face-to-face and know that Kawhi Leonard's committed. And then I think isn't that like sort of Kawhi Leonard's camp, which I don't even know who his camp is. Isn't that his way of countering his idea that Pop thinks that he could dictate exactly what happens with Kawhi Leonard? I still believe that $219 million, the, the designated player exception, you know, the super max contract for the layman's terms out there, is what's really going to end up keeping him in San Antonio. I just can't imagine – People turning down like $45 million bucks. I don't know how much $45 million bucks, or maybe it's like $35 million, somewhere around there. I don't know how much that is to people, but it sounds like a lot to me for one year of basketball. No, I, w- I would agree. I would agree with you. I, I, and, I, and I said that to start the show. It just it sounds like, hey, we're not going to give you the Supermax. Okay, then we want to be traded. And sure. so now the, st- the ball is still in the – that doesn't mean you want to be traded. That just means you only want to be traded if you're not given the Supermax. Uh, if you were a betting man, where does he play next year? Well, if I was a betting man, I'd take the solid pick. But I would put the Lakers as a close second. So I would say, like, I would put my money on San Antonio, and then I have to imagine that this, like, this whole thing about beating the Warriors is on everybody in the NBA's mind, including LeBron James. And to me, LeBron, Kawhi, and some other people have, like, the firepower to stop Kevin Durant. Because I love the Warriors. I love watching them play. I think the anomaly is Kevin Durant. Like, how do you match up with him and still have enough energy to save on the offensive end? Like, LeBron can do it for a certain amount of time. He can't do it for 48 for, for, and beat him four times. So I think with two guys, you can throw different bodies at him, or you can go sort of at Steph Curry as the way that LeBron likes to play with the isolation ball with two different guys. So if I'm LeBron and I'm that camp, and I'm talking to Kawhi Leonard and his camp, and I don't, like I said, I don't know – they're like having s'mores at this campfire of theirs, but I'd be con- I'd be definitely having a conversation to see if we could team up and take down the Warriors. It's funny you and I seem to be the only two people who think think along this exact same way, which is that Kevin Durant is is the guy that's the hardest. And and I, and what happens is the fans can't get out of their way when they're like, "Well, he joined a seventy three win team." Like, okay, well, one that team didn't win an NBA title. Uh, it's really, you know, no different than a 68 win team. Uh, you know, whatever, however many games they won, I think 68 the year before, they just went for it more in the regular season, right there. And sure. you lost Harrison Barnes. You had to change kind of the bench. You lost Andrew Bogut. And like, if anything, I, I don't know if they win the last two titles. I know that two years ago, I don't know if they win without Kevin Durant. I think he has no, 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 been no, no, that no. important. You know that they don't. No, no, you do not know. You know they don't. They don't. They're not. Bogut would have been gone. You're not winning. Kevin Durant is the guy. Like, that's the guy. Like, that's the guy that everyone, when people want to go and play the Warriors, it's, it's not like, man, they're shooting Steph Curry, which I think those guys are great. And I think Steph Curry deserves back-to-back MVPs, and I don't like how people kind of, like, don't give him the credit he deserves or former players don't. I think they're all wrong. But Kevin Durant is the matchup nightmare that he somehow, some way, ends up becoming wide open because everyone's worried about Clay and Steph 
and then boom, this guy's wide open. He makes one shot that turns into a 15-point quarter for him. So I think if you're ever going to beat the Warriors, you better have someone that can guard Durant. And think about game three and how bad those guys played and how he just kept them in there, kept them in there with his dominant play. So I'm with you, man. I think you got to if you're going to beat that team, you got to figure out a way to negate Durant. I think Kawhi and LeBron is a way to negate Durant. What happens with LeBron? I mean, if I'm him, I'm looking at the Lakers if I can bring LeBron and friends. And so, you know, like I'm, it's like all the talks are starting now. Like how, how much do you have to give up? If you're Magic and Rob Palenka, how much do you have to give up to get Kawhi Leonard? Are you playing the, the, the game where, fine, we don't have to give up anything. We'll just sign him in free agency the following year. Can LeBron play the slow game and, you know, them waiting for, like, you know, like you can trade a Dane contract later and have, have more cap space down the road. But if I'm LeBron, my main concern is how can I get to a place where I could beat the Warriors? I think that place is L.A. if you can convince other people to make those sacrifices. What do you think? Brian, go ahead. I, I, I agree. I you know, it's I, I also you have people saying, well, you shouldn't you can't go out west. He's got to stay east like one. I think the east is getting much better. The Celtics are going to be legitimate championship caliber. Good. Right. If You know, look, they have to be healthy, but Tatum in year two, Brown in year three. And then you get their two all stars back. You know, like that's a really, really good team that'll be picked to win the East, regardless of where LeBron is. And then you have the Sixers, who they're going to have to rework some things now because they're going to lose their shooters. Um, but the Sixers have two very young players, get very young stars. I think the Wizards are going to get better. I think the Raptors are still good. They're probably the fourth best team. Uh, and there's room for one more. Additionally, like, yeah, Milwaukee's the other one, right? Greek freak, and yeah. they'll figure they'll figure things out without a coaching change midseason. Whereas the West, like it's not. I still think it's going to be difficult, but Golden State's got to rework their bench. Let's see what happens with Houston if LeBron doesn't go there. Like it, and everywhere LeBron's gone, he's won. So why would he think going to the West is any different? Yeah, I agree. I just I just think you have to add like positional size and and defensive versatility. And I think like if you just look at Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. With LeBron, that like the whoever whoever else you add to the mix, it's a, it's a lot, right? Like LeBron had needed another guy, and he, maybe he needs two other guys. And if Paul George can play the defense that he had, you know, Kawhi Leonard is a big time two way player. LeBron, when engaged, is one of the best defensive players in the NBA. You have what it takes to compete with those guys, which makes the league really interesting. I didn't, you know, I just thought the finals were a dud because like you just knew no matter what, and I don't know how Game One would have unfolded. If they would have won that game, would the series have been way different? But ultimately, you just saw, like, this team is way better than that team. I want to see, I, and even Houston, like, surprised the heck out of me with what they were able to do. And, and they're going to be in the conversation. But LeBron goes to L.A. If he can get those guys there, it, it'll be a very, very interesting Western Conference playoffs. Uh, what do you make of the Kyrie Irving used to tell people he wants to go to, he wanted to go to the Knicks? And uh, and that ultimately is his destination. Do you believe there's legitimacy to that? No, you know what I think this is? Like, Uncle Drew movie is coming out, and he has to answer all these questions, and the media can't stick with the script and just ask him questions about Uncle Drew. So if you ask a player, like, are you willing to sign an extension? And he's like, no, it doesn't make financial sense for me. It makes more sense for me to wait a year because I can sign a five-year deal versus three years on the back end. The cap's going to go up. I'm going to make a lot more money the other way. Like, that answer makes a whole lot of sense to most of the people in the NBA. 
But when you're when you don't have anything to talk about and you have to write and you have to do talk radio, which I do the same thing. I do the talk radio thing too. We have to make a bigger deal of it than it is. I fully expect Kyrie to to sign back with the Celtics when he's a free agent. Why would you leave an environment like that when you have veterans and young guys and this like core group of guys with a good coach and a good organization? It doesn't make sense to me to what to go to the Knicks for what to. I mean, I, I get it. I, I like New York, too. I'm in New York right now. It's great. But it can't be mean that much to you to, to, to leave Boston. No, I agree with you. And then he went on Bill Simmons' podcast, and he praised uh, on Brad Stevens. And, I, look, I think the, the praise is legitimate, but I also think that some of the praise that he heaped is probably because he understands the reaction uh, to to some of the things he said and to not being there game seven because he had nasal surgery, right? Like he sees it. So then you kind of overcorrect, overcorrect. Oh yeah. Much like the U S much like the USGA overcorrected the course yesterday. <laughs> I only know a little bit about that, but it does sound very similar. Like they apologized to all the golfers. Sorry guys. We made the course too hard. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was, it, it, it was in fact, uh, it was in fact crazy. Um, if if Chris Paul if if LeBron doesn't come to Houston, does Houston re-sign Chris Paul? I mean, look, he's he's been hurt a lot. He's thirty three. He's a point guard. He's broken down a great deal. That does not seem like the greatest investment in the world. Ah, uh, you know what? That's a, the the Chris Paul thing is so interesting. Now, I don't think LeBron. The the issue with LeBron to Houston is doesn't he kind of has to opt into his contract and then get traded, and that has to happen before the 29th. So very difficult for something like that to happen. I'm not saying it, it wouldn't happen, but when it comes to Chris Paul, like you can't argue with the success that Houston had this year. I was one of those guys like a little bit skeptical of like who's going to have the ball in their hands and do they have enough balls to go around with Harden and Paul. But, man, D'Antoni, was a, he did a great job, and the role players on that team were, were great, the addition of P.J. Tucker. So my guess is, you know how Kyle Lowry signed that three years, 90? I think you can maybe get Chris Paul on a shorter term, but really, really overpay him. And if they can do that, then I think that Houston will do that. But that's just my guess. Not like I know any inside stuff, but I don't think that they let Chris Paul walk because of the success they had this year. Okay, what what shoes did you wear when you played? Went back when you played in the oh, NBA? Yeah, all the way. White Mambas. I mean, they were the Black Mambas, but I just kind of like trademarked them. You know, it's not hard to like. You know, change white to black, and it's like make them, uh, make them yours. I, I got that. I don't know if you've seen this. Puma is signing a bunch of dudes, a bunch I know. of these draft picks, and and now they've announced uh, Jay Z as their president of basketball. So they're trying they're trying to get back in the game. I mean, uh, has anybody? This is like you remember? Were you? I don't know. You're yeah. You were, but we're about the same era. Remember when they when L.A. Gear? You weren't at USC when you guys didn't wear L.A. Gear at USC, did you? No, no, I was gone by then. But like Carmelone. Did the LA Gear thing, and that's it, right? Yeah. yeah, Shaq, I think, did the LA Gear thing too. Yeah, I know the guy. I've been to the guy's house where Shaq basically he invented the like the knockoff Shaq shoes or whatever they are. They're only like twenty five bucks. His house is pretty sweet for <laughs> the knockoff Shaq shoes. I mean, it was pretty awesome. But uh, Puma getting back in the game, like I love Usain Bolt. Like I can just like watch YouTube of him running all day long. So. That's a good start. Now, you know, getting back into the hoop game, that's not, 
It's not the worst thing in the world. I guess, I guess everyone's influenced by if, like, LeVar Ball can do it, then anybody can do it, right? It's kind of like people think of me in the NBA. Well, Scal can play in the NBA. Anybody can do that. Yeah, but then you went and destroyed dudes one-on-one so they realized, oh, my God, I have no chance to play in the NBA. Yeah, but LeVar Ball is not doing that to Puma, so Puma at least have to feel like they're ahead of them. But they have no. So they already had Rihanna, and they have Usain Bolt. Jay Z's a great pickup. I guess Clyde Frazier just signed a lifetime deal. So I'm all for Puma, like like stepping their game up. Like, but here's the thing: at the end of the day, forget all the marketing and who you sign or Jay Z. Just make good shoes. Like, put some money totally. in some R and D and make good shoes, and then you'll get some people wearing them. Don't. Put right. out garbage out there. Like, like Which, a lot what? of people talk about Under Armour's as great shoes from Steph Curry. Like, I know they looked like nurses' shoes a couple years ago, but people say they do well, and the kids like them. So, just make good shoes. Like Nike's been making good shoes for years. Are you wearing the new? Are you wearing the new Kobe's? Is that what you're wearing when you play Friday night? Yeah, hundred percent. Definitely wearing the new Kobe's. All right. The White Mamba himself. Uh, check him out. Big Three is this Friday on FS1, 6.30 Eastern Time, 3.30 Pacific. You go to big3.com slash tickets, and you can see Brian Scalabrine. Remember, all games are live Friday night. It starts at 7.30, 7.30 to 10.30, with six windows on Fox Sports 1. They'll be in big cities like Chicago, Oakland, Dallas, and Brooklyn, of course, this Friday night from Houston. Scal, good luck. Stay healthy, and thanks for joining us. You got it. See ya. Let's get to David Gascon and join uh, and get an update. What's up, David? And Doug, we got to double dip a little bit right now at the radio work and, of course, all the fun right now on FS1. England right now is in a bit of a battle late in the second half. Penalty decision stands. Sassy against Pickford. For Shani Sassy, does enough. What a moment for Tunisia. They're level with England. Yeah, they drew even late in the first half, and right now they play into the 78th minute. Match is tied right now at 1-1. Earlier on today, Sweden took care of South Korea, uh, South Korea in the 65th minute. They converted a PK, won at 1-0. That was on FS1 as well. Belgium hammered Panama 3-0. Doug, one other note with the World Cup. Check this stat out. Reported by the AP, 99.6% of the TV viewers in Iceland watched them play to a 1-1 draw against Argentina on Saturday. Uh, one other 99.6? Yeah, 99.6. Of course, the... Who is the, who is the, who is the guy? There's got to be some contrarian there, like, I won't watch it, I don't <laughs> like it. It's the same guy that probably votes against a unanimous Hall of Fame ballot in the uh, Major League Baseball right, Hall of same Fame. Guy. Yeah. Same guy, but Derek Jeter won't get in first ballot. Same no, guy. Can't do it, right? <laughs> yeah, 99.6. One note away from all the World Cup action, a little bit of a shocker, but just moments ago, Barry Trotz of the Stanley Cup winning Washington Capitals has decided to step down from the team. Trotz couldn't come to terms on a new contract with the Capitals, but he's been granted permission to speak with other clubs moving forward. Doug, back to you. Hmm. That seems surprising, right? Yeah, they they had an extension on the table for two years if he won the Stanley Cup, but apparently the deal that they offer was below market value, so he said, peace out. So he just walks. Yeah. That's the best kind of negotiation, right? You got to be able to walk out that door. Got to be able to walk out that door. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Cars are a lot like sports. You got to have the right tools if you want to go far. Luckily, AutoZone has a free loan and tool program with over 100 specialty tools to get the job done right. Stop in today. Depositors required. Get in the zone. AutoZone. England and Tunisia still tied at one. Ryan Music, what uh, have you watched any of these matches? I mean, I've watched... 
like Ramos said, I watched the uh, Mexico game, and then I watched a little bit of the Brazil game, and then whenever they're on while we were here, the Spain game, which was on during the show of last week, and right now we have the Tunisia-England game on. Yep, yep. Uh, level of flopping is amazing. I just don't understand how they get away with having one ref. I just I don't understand. I don't understand. There's so many players on the field. Like there's so much that is on your honor, but the flopping is amazing. As much as anyone who thinks NBA flopping is to the level of soccer flopping, I encourage you to watch this, and then you go like, oh my bad, my bad. This is a ridiculous level of, of flopping. One NFL team and their star wide receiver are not in a good place right now. Is that a big deal, little deal, or no deal? We'll tell you upcoming next. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice price. True Car shows what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Again, special thanks to the folks up here in Tulsa. Next couple days, we'll be in Medford, Massachusetts. Medford, Massachusetts. A little little mini road tour here as uh, the Doug Gottlieb Show takes the world by storm. Man, do we got some great stuff for you. I I can't tell. Including a game. Game time! This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Protecting your home team, Farmers Customizable Home Insurance Package offers coverage options you can tailor for your home turf. At Farmers, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Discover home coverage options and more at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Here's the eminently talented David Gascon. David? Doug, i got to ask, how did you pack? Did you pack light or did you pack heavy? Uh, I always pack light. Always light. All right. Well, very good. Well, speaking of well, light, are you are you a heavy are you a heavy packer, or light packer? I'm a light packer, especially with the uh, the airlines these days. I got some pretty good rates the last couple of weeks going to Boston and Chicago for $109 just going from LA to to the East Coast, but you had to have a carry-on and that was it. So I had to pack awfully light. Yeah, I, I never pack heavy. I mean, I don't dress well enough. Although for this, for the event tonight, I have to have a tuxedo. All right. So running that, and I do not own a tuxedo. Do you own a tuxedo? No, I do not. I would never. I, I couldn't because my weight fluctuates drastically. So I go from bloated to semi not bloated, but that's about <laughs> it. So, <laughs> so things would change quite a bit. But uh, anyways, I digress. Let's go uh, into a little game time action right now. Big for deal, you. little deal, no deal. All right, let's start things off in the National Football League. Andrew Luck will get days off during training camp and will be limited in how much he throws each day. So, Doug, is this a big deal, little deal, or no deal at all? I'm going to say little deal. I mean, look, they're going to they're going to give him baby steps, baby steps, baby steps. The fact is, he has no soreness now, and they're slowly monitoring it. I think I think all news is good for Andrew Luck. It's just, you know, throwing a football is kind of super important. Now, have you had a a major injury that was career-threatening? Arms, shoulders, never? Okay. Nothing. Uh, According to Albert Brewer, the Monday morning quarterback, Luck has pulled out all the stops. That includes coming to Los Angeles to work out with a mechanics coach and also traveling all the way to Amsterdam for treatment and also to train a little bit. So he's obviously trying to get back in the field as quickly as possible. Staying with the National Football League, Atlanta Falcons wide receiver Julio Jones reportedly is, quote, not in a good place right now with the team, end quote. Big deal, little deal, or no deal at all, Doug? 
How long is he under contract for is the big, right? Isn't yeah. that what it comes down to? I mean, Julio Jones um, is, it's interesting because, I mean, so many of these wide receivers, uh, you know, wants to test you. But, you know, Quinn said it's going to be, you know, it'll probably be locked up by, it'll be, it'll be settled by training camp. So I, I just think this is positioning. None of this matters. Now, Dan Quinn came out and said he, he feels like it'll be ready, done. Uh, the good news is, is that there's conversations that have begun. We'll keep those private. I have a lot of faith in the organization, but also that Julio, that things will get resolved with good, good communication. He's got two more, year de- two more years on this deal. But let me ask you this, though, Doug. I mean, he's looking for an extension. Odell Beckham Jr. is looking for an extension. Why do people roast him a lot more than Julio Jones? Um, because uh, now Julio Jones has been in the league longer, hasn't he? Yeah. And he's been more productive and hurt less? Yes. There you go. All right. Fair enough. As, uh, England... um, by the way, goal for England in the 90th minute on Take... a header yeah. uh, of a corner kick. That, I believe, is a set piece. That's correct. Double header. A double header. In stoppage time. 91st yeah, minute. Stoppage time. you got to take off your shirt and run around a little bit. Go from the National Football League to the Lynx. Paulina Gretzky reportedly celebrated after Dustin Johnson's birdie on the 18th hole yesterday, thinking your husband, Dustin Johnson, actually won the U.S. Open despite Brooks Kepka winning it by two strokes. Doug, is this a big deal, loaded, no deal? Big deal, little deal, or no deal at all, considering you're a married man? Um, that's a pretty embarrassing deal, right? The the celebration uh, the celebration that shouldn't have been celebratory, considering... You know, he was seven over the day before, yes. and he limped his way to a third-place finish. Yeah. It reminds me of, have you seen the famous photo of when the USC cheerleader in the famous Rose Bowl against uh, Texas celebrated oh. a Texas, Texas uh, touchdown? Yes. That's what it reminds me of. <laughs> oh, That's what it reminds me of. Oh, man. Let's go to the NBA. Potential number one overall pick, DeAndre Ayton, signed an endorsement deal with Puma. Joining another potential top five pick in Marvin Bagley. Doug, is this a big deal, little deal, or no deal at all? Uh, I think it's a big deal. I mean, they're they're gonna. I've been told they're gonna sign Trey Young as well. They got Jay Z. You know, I I think that they're gonna try and make a push there. Last Puma guy to sign with Puma. Do you know who it was? No. Um, before this group, it was Vince Carter. Vince Carter once oh, upon a time signed with Puma. Insanity. Supposed to have a signature shoe. It never came through. All right. Would you go after Trey Young if you were working with Puma? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Look, I mean, we're not talking about major. I mean, it is a lot of money for, for a Puma in comparison to like a Nike. Sure. You know, you're talking about a couple million dollars a year. But if it hits, you know, if it hits, you got yourself a star. And I do think that that he... And Marvin Bagley have a chance. I, I would, I wouldn't draft Trey Young in that top five, top seven slot. I think uh, he's going to struggle some, some his first couple years. But I completely understand that type of financial investment in him. It's a smart bet to make. All right, let's go to Major League Baseball, shall we? Adrian Hauser of the Milwaukee Brewers gave up two hits yesterday, one earned run in one inning, during which he threw up twice while on the mound. Doug, is this a big deal, little deal, or no deal at all? Um, I think it's a big deal. Who throws up twice? Don right? McNabb. Most times you get one. 
you throw up once and you feel better twice? Right. Did we determine what this is? Was it nerves? Was it food poisoning? Was it yes. flu? What was so it? So they said it was a morning wake-up call that was a little bit too early for him. It was nerves, and also he didn't eat, eat properly. Uh, yeah, um, he didn't eat. It sounds, like, it sounds like it's nerves more than anything else. And that's the, and that's the game time. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. I mean, if you want to ask yourself why, why Julio Jones has been in five Pro Bowls, he's been a two-time first-team All-Pro, and, oh, yeah, by the way, I believe he's been at most of the workouts this offseason. So there's a complete, you know, there's a difference between him and Julio Jones. A massive difference. Uh, England wins uh, two to one as they score on a doubleheader in stoppage time. Uh, Phil Mickelson obviously owned the weekend at the U.S. Open in not a good way. I'll tell you what professional athlete he most reminds me of. And uh, you'll see if you agree with me. That's upcoming next on the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you had a great weekend. I did. I did. Awesome Father's Day. Uh, happy Father's Day to any of the fathers out there. And by fathers, I don't mean you fathered a child. Actually, the dads, the guys who actually <laughs> take care of business. Right? It's like, yeah, I get a couple kids. I don't know where they are. They called me the other day. Like, yeah, that's not really the deal there. That's not really what we're celebrating here. Uh, happy Father's Day. I, I, I'm blown away by how good a dad's so many of my friends are. Um, and it was funny. It was like... Uh, like my my wife was uh, we so we were in New York uh, covering the U.S. Open it was great and then he end up you know I flew back uh, late Friday which uh, like I I I shudder at this expense thing music did you hear how much my Uber was from the course to uh, to the airport uh, I if I remember correctly it was in the neighborhood of like four or five hundred dollars. I end up uh, negotiating for a three hundred dollars with a with a taxi cab driver, but even that, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it was ridiculous. I was just like, dude, I can't expend something that's five hundred dollars. Like that's just this is radio, this is not TV. That's only Colin Cowherd and type of stuff. That's the Colin Cowherd would have would have choppered in or would have had his own uh, his own jetpack to fly out of there. Uh, anyway, I made myself so, so look. It was a little bit of a, a schlep, right? I mean, left Tuesday after the show. Did first things first. Did the radio show. Shared an Uber with uh, Clay Travis out to Reconcawa or whatever it was, and then that wasn't close to the course, then came in and out. But it was great. I mean, it was awesome to be there. It's kind of a who's who. Caught up with as many football and basketball people as much as golf. Anyway, to come back home, and so I was, I was home Saturday and Sunday, and my wife's like, why don't you just stay there? You could have Father's Day weekend by yourself. I was like, doesn't that kind of defeat the purpose? I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, so I, I was, I had a great time. And then, you know, everyone's kind of – it's one of those things with watching the World Cup where uh, because Team USA isn't in it, some people struggle to, to latch on to a team. Some people go with their home country's team. Some, some people just go with a team to which they think is going to win it. Uh, right now, Ian Wright is going to – is uh, who, of course, played for the British national team, is talking about the Brits – uh, winning in the in the waning minutes or waning seconds in stoppage time, so they 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 avoid disaster. 
Um, it's been kind of an interesting weekend. You got the U.S. Open, which the setup was way too hard on Saturday, way too easy on Sunday. And then you have NBA basketball. Let me let me say this about Phil Mickelson. Um, we've all seen Mickelson's putt when the ball was rolling down the hill. And my the first thing I thought was, well, that's not legal, is it? And, of course, it's not. It was a two-stroke penalty, and he took the penalty, and he kind of had a smirk about it. And then golf guy lost his mind. Golf guy's like, dude, he should be DQ'd. He wasn't DQ'd. Here's a guy that's always kind of had a bone to pick with the USGA. Six times he's finished second at the U.S. Open. And the more golfers I talk to, the more I realized this was, in fact, a big thing. It is something that you don't do. Remember, this is golf. This isn't you and your buddies playing on a Sunday or you and your buddies playing on a Saturday. Like, they don't play breakfast balls. They just don't. They don't improve their lie with the old foot wedge. Like, that's not what golf is about. Like, golf is about a lot of things. And, and look, I joked with a buddy. Uh, I was like, uh, they're like, how is it? I was like, well... You know, you combine Shinnecock, which is in the Hamptons, it's not easy to get to, uh, with the fact that it's golf and there's no tiger, and you have you you have uh, a paucity of diversity, the likes of which you see at, like, the Winter Olympics, right? There was not a lot of people of color at the... So, it's a bunch of white dudes that play golf, slugging beers and yelling things out. And Phil has always tried to position himself as a man of the people. Look, you know, I'm flawed because I go for it. I've given away more majors than I've actually won. Um, you know, I gamble on all sports. You do, they, you do a lot of things to which other guys wouldn't get the pass on. And I, I think the only guy that gets, I'm trying to think who else gets that pass in sports. Is it Peyton Manning? Did Peyton Manning get that pass? Is that what it is? Or is it Eli Manning because Eli won two Super Bowls? Like, I'm struggling with who else gets that pass. Because if there was something I would, like, look, I don't think LeBron gets a pass. He got a pass for not winning an NBA Finals the past two years. probably, But he did win an NBA Finals coming from 3-1 down. Put together, and he's put together so many amazing seasons. I, I don't feel like LeBron gets that carte blanche pass the way that Phil does. The fact is that um, people like Lefty; they do. Golfers would tell you that that's a uh, that that is an offense that should have him disqualified. Period. End of story. But it didn't. And I think it's on likability and this, the USGA trying to not be hated. And look, the USGA, I, I think what they're trying to do is, I really believe they're, in their heart of hearts, they're trying to have the truest, toughest test of golf. Like, what can we do to make it hard? And there's this very thin line between hard and not fair. And oftentimes, they've been on the wrong side of that. Take a listen to Phil and see if he has any sort of contrition on Saturday. I don't mean disrespect by anybody. I know it's a two-shot penalty, and uh, at that time, I just didn't feel like going back and forth and hitting the same shot over. I took the two-shot penalty, moved on. It's uh, 
it's uh, my understanding of the rules. I, I've had multiple times where uh, I've wanted to do that. I just finally did. It's meant to, uh, you know, take advantage of the rules as best uh, as best as you can. And uh, in that situation, it was just going. I was just going back and forth, and uh, I would I'd gladly take the two shots over uh, continuing that uh, that display. I mean, think about that. Think. Look, I, I, Tiger has done plenty of things wrong in his life. But I want you to consider, or at least concede, for a, for a moment, for a moment, that Tiger Woods, just for one moment, consider this. Okay? Concede that if Tiger Woods on the very first hole of the tournament, Ramos, do you remember what happened first hole of the tournament? Remember, he teed off, beautiful tee shot right in the fairway. Yeah, then think, his approach, he was oh, – go ahead. No, he had like a bogey, right, or a double bogey or – he had a Triple. Triple, okay. Triple. Triple. Um, anyway, he had a triple bogey. But the reason he had a triple bogey was he had to hit three of the exact same shots, exact same little, little chips from the rough. He hit it up. It was short of the green. It rolled back. He hit it up. It was short of the green. It rolled back. He hit it up. It was on the green. And then he putted his way in. Think about that for a second. Um, imagine if Tiger, on the second chip that end up rolling back, walked up with his putter and then putted it towards the hole. What would you think? Would you go like, oh, that Tiger, that's a two-stroke penalty. That's funny. Huh? What's the big deal? You would lose your mind. But you don't because one of the things is in sports, we've kind of decided who we liked and who we didn't like. Peyton Manning, Al Jazeera um, went after Peyton Manning, right? He was part of that the, the HGH delivery stuff to which at the time Peyton threatened to sue everybody. And Peyton Manning's lawyers have since admitted the HGH was in fact sent to his house. But we don't care. Right? We don't care because he's Peyton Manning. I mean, as much as, Peyton, you know, it's interesting, you know, the, the guy who used to run Papa John's was on those ads with him. Peyton Manning did business with him, bought all those Papa John's. Has Peyton Manning ever gotten any criticism for continuing his, uh, uh, his partnership with Papa John's? Never. You know why? Because he's Peyton Manning. Some of it is earned, but a lot of it is just the old-fashioned, who do you like and who you don't like? That's it. That's all it comes down to. Yes, Ryan Music. Isn't so I, I agree with you. I think what he did, especially, you know, this wasn't just some like pro am or like, hey, there's a report at this random tournament in Asia, Phil Mickelson did this. What, what I find interesting is isn't the problem with the rule? Because if that is in fact the rule and he knew that was the rule and that's what he did it, how do they not have a better rule in place? Like, hey, if you intentionally hit the ball while it's still moving, you are disqualified. Because there shouldn't be a way around that. Wait, one more time? Okay. Because so, we all know that that is the rule, right? Like everyone's saying, well, he should have been disqualified, he should have been disqualified, he should have been disqualified. But he's saying, I knew the rule was a two-stroke penalty. The USGA comes out and says, look, the rule is a two-stroke penalty, so that's what we're going to give him. We can't just suspend him. So if that's the rule, don't we have a problem with that being the punishment for intentionally hitting a moving ball? Like, I get what yes. he did is a slime ball move, 
But it shouldn't yes. the focus be on changing that rule if that's the only oh. penalty in place? Yes. This, this is nothing more than a loophole that – and look, I don't know if you guys remember this. Okay, there was, there was, a, there was a, a rule um, when the Ravens played the Niners in the Super Bowl. I don't know if you guys remember. The Ravens had the ball late and had the lead uh, after the fourth down incompletion uh, uh, from Colin Kaepernick. Do you guys remember that? He threw a fade to, to, to Michael Crabtree, which is really weird because Michael Crabtree isn't – that's not what he does best. Neither is it the throw that Kaepernick runs, does best. Anyway, do you remember the fade? And then the Ravens had the ball. They took a knee first three plays, and then they wanted to they wanted to punt the ball to the Niners. So what they did was instead of stepping out of bounds, uh, instead of simply getting it and stepping out of bounds, they snapped the ball to their punter, who waited, and everybody across the line held their opponent collectively, because even if there's a penalty, it doesn't matter. The penalty would have resulted in a safety, which they were going to take anyway. And it would just run time off. It would just run time off the clock, and there was no. You can't add. The old rule was you couldn't add time back out on the clock, so you could hold guys as long as you want and run down the clock. It's simply a, lo- a loophole to the rule. I don't. I. Th- this is letter of the law, spirit of the law. Th- that's all this is. And considering it's the U.S. Open, considering you're Phil Mickelson, considering you've won several other majors. And he knew the rule, and he just didn't do it. Well, I don't think he just did it because of the two strokes. I did it because who knows how long he would have been there. The greens were unplayable. The balls was unstoppable, and they were really, really tough pin placements. Outside of that, it was an easy hole. But, yeah, I, I do think that people are mad at the rule, but they're also mad that Phil knows you just don't do that. That's like one of those things you just don't do. You just don't do. Ramos, where are you on this? Do you go with you're mad at the rule, like Ryan Music, and you shouldn't be mad at Phil, or should you be mad at Phil? Um, I I would be more at the rule, I guess. I'm, I mean, he's just if he knows what the rule is and he's doing it to kind of sit out there instead of sitting out there for ten more putts or whatever. I look, the professional. It's, it's not like he threw a club at somebody, hit a kid. <laughs> on the course or or through yeah, remember, a club. remember this is in you don't need to keep your own score on the PGA tour but if you miss and and you actually have to sign off on your opponent's score if you keep the score wrong you get disqualified so i i understand that this is not he was didn't punch he didn't punch a spectator right he didn't cheat on the score but the fact is that the rules are very, very tight because this is the kind of sport that they want to be, where the rules are important. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, if they disqual- look, it's, if they disqualified him, Doug, then that's fine with me. If they didn't, it's fine. I mean, you're right. The rules are there. you got to follow the rules. If it called for disqualification of him, then they should have disqualified him. Um, Shannon uh, tweets the show. Right now, I, I think J.J. Watt would get a pass because of the off-field love. <laughs> Right, I mean, JJ yeah. Watt has been pretty, yeah, been pretty amazing, pretty amazing. I, I had a tweet I'm pretty proud of, guys. Tell me what you think, okay? You ready? I can't believe some of you are rooting for England. They taxed us without representation. I told Too Ryan, no, I told Ryan that was one of the, that was very, very funny. I laughed out yeah. loud when I read that. that you was, did, you lol. I did. That was very funny, very, very uh, revolutionary. 
Oh, revolutionary. <laughs> Protecting your home team, Farmers Customizable Home Insurance Packages offer coverage options you can tailor for your home turf. At Farmers, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Discover home coverage options and more at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. He has two brothers in the NBA. What can we expect from the third brother? Aaron Holiday out of UCLA joins us. What's, uh, what's he expecting draft day? Has he been made a promise? We'll tell you, or he'll tell you. Next. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice price. True Car shows what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. It's hard to be a brother when your other brothers are... NBA players, right? It's got to be really, really hard. I guess unless you're going to be an NBA player yourself. Uh, the NBA draft is upcoming this Thursday night. You can hear our coverage of it here on Fox Sports Radio. Of course, TV side, it'll be on ESPN. Um, Aaron Holiday joins us. Of course, uh, had one more year of eligibility at UCLA where one of his brothers played for a year, but he forewent or foregoed. I don't know. He went to UCLA. I didn't. Did you forewent or foregoed your last season at UCLA. Uh, for, I guess I for I don't know forego. Well, you you make a decision to forego, but after it's when it's past tense, is it you forewent or you for? Man, I don't I don't know. Anyway, yeah, um, so so take take me through the decision. I mean, look, I knew you were going to get drafted, but you were probably going to get drafted last year. Uh, what was it you heard that made you think, all right, now is the time to go? Just going through the process last year, um, it helped me out a lot just to see what I needed to work on and what I needed to prove to be a higher pick. And I just focused on that every day. I went back to school and put me in a great position this year. Yeah, there's there's a lot of guys that think, don't go back to school. When you go back to school, they pick apart your game. That was good because, you know, you went from not starting last year to this year, playing, you played almost every minute of games. Like for people who didn't follow UCLA, I, I think you averaged like 38 minutes a game and all the rest of your numbers were up. Um, why do you think, though, the narrative is for so many, hey, leave uh, in, w- instead of being thoroughly evaluated? Um, I couldn't tell you. Uh, in my situation, I was just thankful to go back and be able to have the ball in my hands and be able to show what I can do. I guess most people going back to school wouldn't be able to have the ball in their hands like I did, but I was just grateful for that last year. Um, Aaron Holiday joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Who, who's more in your ear? Which of your two brothers gives you more advice in terms of the pre-draft and draft process, Drew or Justin? Um, they don't really give me much advice because we've trained so much. Uh, they just, they both pretty much tell me the same thing, just to play defense, play my game, and have fun. And that's all I can Drew do went, right now. Drew went 17th in the draft. Now, I've talked to a lot of people in the mid part of that first round. you got to, on some level, be competitive. Like, dude, if I'm taking above 17, how awesome is it? Like, you, you could be drafted a higher spot than him. For sure. Uh, that would be awesome. But at the end of the day, I'm just thank- thankful to be here and get drafted. So I'm just looking forward to getting drafted and getting my name called. It's about it's about fit. So what is the what is the fit that you think you need in order to get the most out of your game? What's the fit? What's the role? What's the what's the style of play? What's the fit that fits Aaron Holiday the best? 
Uh, I think I could play in a lot of systems. Um, I could play off the ball, on the ball, fast pace or slow pace. So, I mean, I don't really know exactly what the fit I should go to, but at the end of the day, I think I'll be all right anywhere I go. I don't know if you ever thought of this. How good would your guys, when you guys all retire, you guys could be in the big three, just have team holiday. That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty cool. I know you're not, you guys aren't even close to, to, uh, to anywhere near retiring. Aaron Holiday joining us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, you don't have to tell us the team, but have you gotten a promise? Hey, man, if you're there, we're taking you, we promise. Um, I mean, I don't know. I've heard a lot of different things, so I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Okay, so but do they actually use the word? When tell, I mean, but for those of us who've never been drafted in the NBA draft, is the word "promise" actually used? Like, do they say "we promise"? You know, like when you're a little kid. No, no, no I promise. Or do they pinky square you? How does it actually work? Um, I don't know. They talk to my agent, so I don't really talk to GMs and everything like that. But I don't know if they use "promise" or whatnot. But it all can change draft day, so I guess it doesn't really matter. I, I, I heard you killed it, the Lakers workout. I know you've done – how many workouts have you done all, all told? Um, I believe I did 11 or 12 workouts. Did you get gear from all 12 of those teams? Mm-hmm. So what do you do with – Okay, so what do you do with all that gear? Do you keep it? Um, no, I usually give it to somebody who wants it. Okay, so listen, uh, Fox Sports Radio is is right by uh, Campbell, not down the street, down Ventura Boulevard, <laughs> where Ventura meets Sepulveda. So the 11 other teams, um, I'll make sure I find uh, a good use for all those shorts. Is that, is that cool? <laughs> all right. Aaron Holiday joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. The, the, where are you going to watch the draft? You, are you going to the city? You're, you're invited to the, the draft room, aren't you? Yeah, I got invited to the green room, so I'll be there. Did you did you know you were getting like? Is that a last second invite? Did, it didn't just happen last week, or was it before that? Um, I think I got it either this week or last week, but I thought I was going from the jump, so it wasn't a surprise to me. Oh, so did you have to run out and get a new suit? Like, okay, now I got to get the suit, the kerchief, the watch, the shoes, or did you already have the gear? I already got it. You want to give us a hint? Um, I mean, it's not like fancy or anything. It's it's nice. Uh, it's not too flashy, so I guess we'll see. You know, there, there's a, for people who don't know, there's a seven year difference between you and Drew. Obviously, Justin, you might match up with him, but he doesn't play the same position. Can you have you started to um, like imagine you're going to guard your brother in an NBA game in a couple of months? Um, yeah, I think it'll be a great time. Uh, obviously, we're going to have some battles upcoming years, but it's all fun and games out there on the court. Yeah, it should be should be really cool. Hey, man, listen, uh, I, I've only heard great things from all your workouts. Wish you nothing but success in the NBA. We'll see where you're going Thursday, and thanks for joining us. Uh, make sure you drop those uh, shorts off before 5 o'clock. That's when offices close, okay? <laughs> all right, thank you. I appreciate you having me. Aaron Holiday joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Yeah, I mean, like, look, I don't know if ultimately he becomes a starter in the NBA, um, but there's a guy who's gotten better and better and better, a tenacious defender. His last game at UCLA against St. Bonaventure, he had a rough one. He had 10 turnovers. It's just one of those things that snowballed. But he had an incredible year. For my money, he was the best player in the Pac-12. I know that DeAndre Ayton was 
a National Player of the Year candidate. But in terms of the actual effect on a team, I thought his was greater. Both ends of the floor, defending the ball in 37 minutes a game. So we'll see where he goes. But pretty outstanding family, right? Three kids all going to the NBA. Two are going to be first-round draft picks. What the heck happened to Justin when he played at uh, UW? Let's check in with David Gascon. David? Doug, let's run through a couple things real quick. Group G, World Cup action. England right down the wire with some drama. It's going to be an England corner. We've seen a few dramatic endings already. This World Cup. Are we in store for one here? Trippier. And what a chance for Harry Kane, which he takes. There is drama for you. Kane, the captain, provides the inspiration for England. On FS1, Kane with both goals. The game-winning goal obviously coming in stoppage time. The 91st minute, England wins it 2-1. Sweden beat South Korea on FS1 1-0. And Belgium did the same to Panama 3-0. Meanwhile, in Major League Baseball, L.A. Dodgers pitcher Clayton Kershaw threw three innings of simulated gameplay today. If there are no issues with his back, he'll throw another bullpen session and then make a rehab start before joining the big boys. Cubs catcher Javier Baez is out today against the Dodgers with a bad elbow. In the NBA, Rudy Gay has declined his player option with San Antonio. He's leaving $8.8 million on the table for next season. Jamal Crawford doing the same with Minnesota. He's not expected back. National Hockey League news. Barry Trotz, the Stanley Cup winning coach of the Washington Capitals, has decided to step down from the team. He couldn't come to terms with the organization on an extension, and he's been granted permission to speak with other clubs. Doug, back to you. Great stuff, David. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Look, I've been wrong on things. I think the boys would give me the business. Plenty of people give me the business on uh, me being wrong on Steph Curry. Uh, I, I thought... I thought he'd be a good NBA player. I did not think he would be a star, let alone a superstar. I was wrong. There are some things, though, that I'm very right about. And the more Tom Brady speaks, the more I believe I'm proven right about what I originally said was the reason that Tom Brady wasn't at OTAs. This is from the interview, Tom Brady with Oprah Winfrey. Quote, I think I'm seeing there's definitely an end coming sooner rather than later. I, I think what I alluded to a lot in Tom versus Time docuseries that there's other things happening in my life, too. I do have kids that I love, and I don't want to be a dad that's not there, driving my kids to their games. My kids um, brought, have brought a great perspective in my life. Kids just want attention. You better be there and available to them. If you listen to Tom Brady, look, he's when you hear kids, some of that is he wants to be a good dad, which is great. Some of it is, I'm sure, Giselle, hey, you got dinged in the head. And they don't appreciate you. There's just an environment there to when he gets home, she's like, what are you doing? People consider you the greatest quarterback of all time. We have more money than we can ever spend, not just from your career, but from mine. We got these kids. They're not getting younger. You're getting this chance. You can, And so he is, he, you know, right now he's doing for the first time ever, like, I'll skip an OTA or two. Skip an OTA or two. Next year, OTAs won't even, if he comes back, OTAs won't even be a question. Won't even be a question. The, the crazy thing about what he's saying is, it's interesting. If, if what was, has been reported is true, that he wanted, he was like, hey, me or him with Jimmy Garoppolo, you can't blame Bill Belichick for wanting to keep Jimmy Garoppolo because he knows how, how Tom Brady feels. 
well, I want to play till I'm 45. And then the second you trade Jimmy Garoppolo away, you're like, you know, I think the end is near. Wait, what? This is why players' own voices don't matter. Because players are, even the most mature ones like Tom Brady, they're like kids. I'm hungry. I'm tired. I'm cranky. I'm itchy. I'm hot. I'm cold. Like, dude, relax. They just say the first thing that comes to their mind. And they massively, massively, gigantically overreact to some things. Just like Tom Brady. I want to play to I'm 45. Trade away Jimmy Garoppolo because you're in great health and you want to play to your own 45. I think the end is near. You know, he was a perfect Patriot until he wasn't. Took less money. Now, now you know, there's coded messages in there. Look, the, the guess is pretty simple. He goes home and she says you're underappreciated. They're not paying you as much money. They don't treat you with the kind of respect. You're not around for the kids. And he's like, look, I love playing football. She's like, but that football doesn't love you. So we've begun the, and this is kind of what happened with, uh, with Brett Favre, right? Brett Favre did this, man, I don't know. Do I want to come back? When, when the Green Bay Packers finally moved on from Brett Favre, it was the third contemplation, third year that he had contemplated retirement. The third, not the first. Not the second, the third. This is how it starts. You skip an OTA and you start talking about, you know, I don't really know. I think the end is near. I got kids. They're getting older. A lot of this does also come down to money, right? I don't feel respected. How could you feel respected? You could give me some more money. I don't like spending that much time away from my kids. How could you feel better about spending more time away from your kids? You could give me more money. Even though Tom Brady doesn't need the money, it's just kind of a respect thing. But what I told you, this is going back a month ago, is Gronk was, Gronk was sitting out because he wanted a new deal. He want, you don't hire Drew Rosenhaus and then not ask for a new contract for the second consecutive year. Last year he got just the incentives changed. Whereas Tom Brady, it wasn't about, none of this is about being upset about the Super Bowl. No. This is about the, the mixture of spending more time with family, getting Giselle off his back, and knowing that he's wildly underpaid and been willing to deal with it. And this is like, hey, I'll be underpaid, but I'm not showing up for your OTAs. I'll show up for the days that I'm paid to show up. And that's it. Cars are a lot like sports. You got to have the right tools. You want to go far. Luckily, AutoZone is a free loaner tool program with over 100 specialty tools to get the job done right. Deposits required. Stop in today. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Yes, Ryan Music. When Peyton Manning retired, do you think it was just because what a lot of people don't remember is that he really wasn't good at all that year and it was totally the defense that was sort of the driving force behind that team? Because when you talk about... Brett Favre and even like what we think Tom Brady's going through. It's kind of amazing that Peyton Manning has never been rumored to be like, hey, you know what? I think I might want to make a comeback. Even uh, who were we just talking about a couple weeks ago? Kurt Warner was like, yeah, you know, health wise, I kind of feel like I could maybe get back into it. Whereas Peyton Manning has never even remotely been rumored to try to get back into the NFL or that he was even considering coming back after he stepped away after winning that Super Bowl. Hmm. Hmm. Um, did you see Peyton Manning play the last Super Bowl? 
Yeah, but I mean, but normally what no, happens is... No, 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 no. Did you see Peyton Manning play the last Super Bowl? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he was not good. How did he throw a football? <laughs> Very poorly. Like a, okay. Like a what, what was his stats for the whole for the season? He was like eight touchdowns, 15 Nine. interceptions. Okay. 17. There you go. But you would think that after he takes like six months off, he was probably like, man, you know what? I'm feeling pretty good. I could probably give this a go. No. He, he, he knew he was done. I mean, that's, that's actually, the Peyton Manning thing is actually super interesting because um, you'd have to think that at some point in time, LeBron James will fall off a cliff, right? 15 years in a row. At some point, you just lose it. And I don't know if it's a year away or three or four years away, but at some point in time, he will lose it. Remember, you guys remember Jason Kidd couldn't make a layup in the playoffs when he lost it. Peyton Manning knew it was time to go. Not time to go. That's, uh, you know, so you were making all good points until you said, hey, we haven't heard about Peyton Manning. Um, um, we haven't heard about uh, we haven't heard about Peyton Manning coming back. That's because Peyton Manning knows he's done and he's OK with being done. <laughs> and Tony Romo's the other one. People are constantly begging for people to come back. Well, now, but remember, T- Tony Romo, it's only been one season he's been out and he had. Um, he had maybe his best season as a pro, was it three years ago, before he had the, the, the broken collarbone. So it's not like he had a bad year and he's come back off a bad year where he looked old. Tony Romo still had plenty of years left. He just simply got an awesome job. So, yeah, I would always, if my quarterback goes down and I have a good team, I'd still call it Tony Romo. And I think a lot of those teams think, hey, a lot of those quarterbacks, like Kurt Warner's like, look, they don't hit guys like they used to. I could still play. Remember, Kurt Warner retired because Brenda won to retire. He got a concussion his last playoff game against the Saints, and she was like, that's it. So he left $13.5 million on the table. Kenyon Martin thinks LeBron James and Paul George are going to team up with the Knicks next year. Give you my thoughts next. Online shopping can be confusing. Well, not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Every day at this time, we'd like to play for you a portion of a show earlier today on Fox Sports 1, Fox Sports TV, or Fox Sports Radio, we call it. And now. Here's Kenyon Martin giving his thoughts on first things first on where LeBron James will play next season. But I think he's out of there. Um, where he goes, we shall see. I don't I don't like the Lakers thing. I don't like the Philly thing. I, I just don't like those destinations because what do you like? of other reasons. For me, I think basketball-wise, him and Paul George team up and become a New York Knicks. Whoa, whoa, really? Why the Knicks? They have money to pay him. Okay. It's the Garden. He th- thrives on playing in New York in City. The Every, I think you like standing the East. East. Greatest okay. show on earth. Greatest, like, why not play in the Garden? You, you love coming here. The people in New York would love you if you just made the playoffs around this thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Not alone competing for an NBA championship. You bring him, Paul Porzingis, few pieces, shooters. Got the, I'm saying, high draft pick this year. Like, I think they can do something. Well, Look, I actually think the New York thing would make a lot of sense. And David Fisdale, of course, was an assistant coach uh, with the Miami Heat. They're friendly. I mean, that, that would make a ton of sense. The problem is that LeBron James has stated time and again that whoever owns the team, ownership is going to play a big factor in where he goes next. He also has said 
uh, that that his family is important to him. And I would I would have to think that it would be hard. It's not that you can't raise a family. You can't raise a family of ballers in New York City. It's just harder. It just is. New York City is just not things are just not easy. Uh, It's my belief. Like, look, if I was LeBron, I would consider it. I would consider it long and hard. Could we do it? How can we do it with schools? How can we, I, but I don't think it's a reality. I think that's, it's too much of a left turn. It's too much of, um, uh, it, it's, it's too, too much unknown. And yeah, playing for Luke Walton or playing for a different coach is going to be unknown, but at least you have a good sense of how they're going to play. And I do think you could put the t- team together kind of in your, in your liking, if you will. So, look, I, I think there's a lot of interesting stuff there, interesting and intriguing way of, uh, of, of being a New York Nick, but I don't think it happens. Like, it's one of those, like, hey, that would have made sense. He could totally do it. And then you're like, yeah, it's never going to happen. Um, it was a lot like when Dwight Howard, you know, remember forever the Dallas Mavericks wanted Dwight Howard and Darren Williams and never got both of them. Like, all of that would have made sense, but it wasn't going to happen. And that, that's how I look like LeBron and the Knicks. Fisdale makes sense, but he said ownership is important. And even though the truth is that the ownership of the Knicks has no – they do nothing in terms of basketball. They, they hand it over to the basketball people. Porzingis is not going to be back until at earliest mid-year next year, and nobody knows how healthy he'll be. They don't have that much cast space to, sh- to shed to get a completely different team. And though they like Fisdale – it's not like they like the coach above the city, above ownership. I don't think it happens. What did the fox say? Sorry, Ramos. I had to. What did the fox say? <laughs> All right. Protecting your home team. Farmers' customizable home insurance packages offer coverage options you can tailor for your home turf. At Farmers, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Find an agent at farmers.com. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Do you see this, what Shaq said about um, about LeBron James, guys? Quote, he's done already passed up legends. He done already made his mark. He has three rings. His mentality now is probably, I want to get four before uh, Steph Curry does. That's probably his mentality now. But if I was him, I wouldn't try to get four, five, six, because it isn't going to matter. It's just something somebody else is going to talk about. Something someone else is going to add to the pages. He's a legend. He's talked about between he and Michael Jordan, so he's set. I don't think what Shaq is telling you is anything new about LeBron James. What Shaq is telling you is about Shaq. That's the difference in how Shaq is wired and how Kobe was wired. Shaq's like, look, I got four rings. We're good. I also think that there's a tinge of selfishness with with all of these former players, right? Like, like, like Kobe inserted himself into the LeBron and um, LeBron conversation with Michael Jordan, right? Remember the tweet? Like, yeah, MJ's got six, I got five, LeBron's got three. Let's just celebrate everybody's accomplishment. Like, he just happened to slide himself in there. And then now Shaq's kind of doing the same thing. Like, look, if you had three, you had three. What, what's four really going to bring you? Then somebody follows up and says, um, hey, Shaq, how many do you have? Well, I happen to have four. But it also tells you a little bit about the mentality of Shaquille O'Neal. The crazy thing about Shaq is, if you like Shaq, good for you. I like Shaq. I don't think anybody didn't like Shaq. 
But there was Shaq left MVPs on the table. He left championships on the table. He probably left money on the table. Because Shaq's most important thing most of his career was being Shaq. Making movies, selling albums, being bigger than life, selling at arenas. That was Shaq's deal. Shaq wanted to be the biggest and best Shaq that Shaq could be. And that's why he, he's, not, he's not really telling you anything about LeBron. He even says it. He'll probably go after four or five, but I, I, I wouldn't. That's because you're Shaquille O'Neal. That's exactly who Shaq is. He's not a guy who goes for it, uh, goes for it in that way. So, anyway. Uh, 877-99-FOX is the phone number. Got an outstanding third and final hour of the, uh, of the, of the Monday show here for you on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Um, I'm fired up. We already had Brian Scalabrini. We had Aaron Holiday. We got Hunter Mahan coming up next hour, PGA golfer, friend of the program, and uh, we both follow each other on Twitter. He likes to talk hoops as much as I like to talk golf. Do we tar and feather Phil, Phil Mickelson, and what do we do with the USGA? The USGA courses, they're all end up Linksy style. Whatever happened to the old-fashioned country club style courses? Isn't that United States style golf? That's just weird to me. It's like if the NBA wanted to become more like Europe and how they played. They wouldn't. There's a way in which we play here and a way in which they play there. And when you play there, you play their style. When you play here, you play our style. Hunter Mayhan next hour. We'll talk about Mickelson. We'll talk about Shinnecock, and we'll talk about Tiger Woods. But up next, we already know that Kawhi Leonard wants out, right? You guys remember that, that story that broke late last week? Kawhi Leonard wants out of San Antonio, wants to be in with the L.A. Lakers. Well, there's only one way that the Spurs can mess up the Kawhi Leonard situation any worse than it's already been messed up. It's it's if they prioritize this one thing over the most important thing. I'll tell you what that one thing is next on the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you had an outstanding Father's Day weekend. If your uh, pops is around, if he's not around, either way, hope you just shared great memories with friends about your dad. Even when dads do stupid stuff, it's still your pops, man. Wouldn't be here without him. And uh, and if you are a dad, man, it's uh, it's it's a good day when everybody everybody remembers and says all nice things about you. You get the big piece of chicken. Exactly what you got. Did you guys know that uh, last night we were, we were going to go see The Incredibles? Uh, Ramos, did you go see Incredibles too? I did, yes, on Saturday night, yeah. How was it? Uh, I don't think it was as good as the first one, but it was still good and still funny. Yeah, which was um, uh, Adnan Burke had, had a tweet, and he reviews movies uh, for them as well, and it, it's similar to what you said. Like, look, the other movie was so good that this was good, but it just didn't match up. Anyway, so um, we were planning on going to see it to, to last night, and then my daughter hit me with, she's like, Dad, is that really what you want to do? I was like, yeah, I mean, popcorn and watching a movie with you guys and great. She's like, Dad, wouldn't you prefer a steak? Well, yes, I would. So my, my, uh, my wife went and got steaks. And, of course, I grilled them, but they were grilled to other perfection. But I got, I got kind of, I got talked into it by my daughter, which wasn't really talked into it. She was just like, look, you do what you want to do. I know you want to have a steak, which is great. Which was unbelievable. Anyway, hope you got a steak or chicken or whatever, you know, a pie, whatever you're, for your heart, heart's content, you're a dad, you've, hopefully you've earned it. And if you haven't, now's a good time to stop earning it. 
Time to start burning it. Um, there is, um, there's three things I think we could talk about with the U.S. Open. Maybe four. The first is Tiger, I don't know. I thought he was close, and he doesn't appear to be close. The second is the course. I mean, guys were really upset with the course, and that is that. it's not the first time that they've had issues at Shinnecock. And, of course, the issues were so bad that yesterday's course was a joke. They just watered it and watered it and watered it, only proving that they hadn't watered it previously enough. They watered it and watered it and watered it. So the course was an issue. The third part was Brooks Kepka, who, I'm like, look, this is a dude that's been hurt earlier this year, but he wins back-to-back U.S. Opens. He drives the hell out of the ball, and he ends up coming from behind and beating Dustin Johnson. That feels like the fourth most interesting story. It really does. Whereas... Phil Mickelson seems like the most interesting story, and Phil Mickelson had very little chance. I mean, he had to rally just to make make the cut, and he was awful on Saturday. Part of it was the setup, but part of it was him and on you know hitting a moving ball. It's interesting. Like I, I, I know controversy sort of sells, but this one just feels like it feels like Phil got what he wanted. You know, he can say he didn't want to point out, he didn't want to disrespect anybody. But, I mean, look, he barely missed a hole, and he couldn't get the ball to stop, and it was going to roll down to where he was before. Phil Mickelson did something that guys always do. What do you say when you're going to say something disrespectful or do something disrespectful? Take a listen to Phil Mickelson on Sunday morning. I don't mean disrespect by anybody. I know it's a two-shot penalty, and uh, at that time I just didn't feel like going back and forth and hitting the same shot over. I took the two-shot penalty, moved on. It's uh, it's uh, my understanding of the rules. I, I've had multiple times where uh, I've wanted to do that. I just finally did. It's meant to uh, you know take advantage of the rules as best uh, as best as you can. And uh, in that situation, it was just going. I was just going back and forth, and uh, I would I'd gladly take the two shots over uh, continuing that uh, that display. Look, and I understand it's relatable to you and me because at some point you just go, just pick it up. Just pick it up. I mean, I, I, this is what bad golfers do. Bad golfers are chipping from the fringe, and we chip it, and it rolls off to the other fringe. And then you chip it and it rolls off to the other fringe, at which time dude looks at you and goes, hey, there's a group behind us. We're not letting them play through. Let's just go. That's what Phil Mickelson did. The problem is that he's Phil Mickelson. The problem is that he's one of the most popular and best players uh, in tour history. He's a great player. And there's an expectation for a type of decorum. If you didn't intend disrespect or didn't think it was disrespectful, why did you use the word disrespect? And you can say, well, that's because people are using it. But that's like saying no disrespect. You always say something disrespectful when you say it. Uh, other big story is Kawhi Leonard. Where will he end up? There's a lot of talk uh, from various NBA reporters that over Greg Popovich's dead body, will they trade Kawhi Leonard to another team in the Western Conference? Well, I, I don't think his body's getting cold, but I don't. I think that's just a that's just a silly idea, you know. 
The idea, we won't trade it. We won't trade him to a team in our commerce. Why? The second you put the package for Kawhi Leonard above, excuse me, below that of the location, you've lost the trade. It doesn't matter if you're winning the trade. If you have confidence that you're going to win the trade, it doesn't. It, it should actually encourage you to trade to a team in your division, in your conference, in in the East or in the West. Like this idea that we don't want to trade with the Lakers, why not? Well, what you don't want to do is you don't want to lose a trade with the Lakers. That's it. You can absolutely trade with the Lakers if you win it. If you lose it, different story. But that pressure still exists no matter where you are. Let's say you traded him to the New York Knicks. If you lose the trade, you're not going to get other free agents to sign there anyway. Even if you get draft picks and the draft pick ends up washing out, it doesn't matter that he's in New York if he's, he's going to play well. Either you win the trade or lose the trade. That's all that matters. The location doesn't matter. That's like, hey, man, we need you to get a hit. To get on base. When we need to get on base. We got the best hitter in baseball coming up behind. I don't care if you get hit by a pitch. I don't care if you bunt. I don't care if you get an error. I don't care if you get a single. As long as you get on base, that's what matters. It's better to to lose. It's better to win ugly than lose pretty. And so if it looks bad, you're like, man, just look at the two big trades, or especially the biggest trade made last offseason. Think about that for one one second. For just think about that. Um, the Oklahoma City Thunder made a huge move. Right? They made an absolutely huge move. What they wanted to do was go for it. They wanted to convince Russell Westbrook to sign his supermax extension. So they did so by going out and getting Paul George. And when they got Paul George. I didn't say it, but most people said they won the trade. Why? Because they got the best player in the deal. Who won the trade? Oklahoma City or Indy? Indy did. They improved more, as the, whereas the Oklahoma City Thunder actually lost more games. Won fewer games. Didn't matter. If it, does, it, does it matter East versus West? A little bit. Like, I don't know where the Pacers finish in the West, but guess what? They don't have to play in the West. The issue is this. They traded two starters, the Thunder did, for one. They did that twice over for both Carmelo and for Paul George, and they got worse because of it. Now they don't have any young players to move on. They don't have to, to use for, for trade bait. Now they don't have any bench depth. And Carmelo Anthony's untradeable and kind of unplayable in a lot of situations. And Steven Adams is unplayable because he's so big and teams play small ball, and he's not really a scorer inside. So they have some mismatched parts there. But the bigger thing is that they trade away two starters to get Paul George and kind of a starter and a bench player to get Carmelo Anthony. And both of those trades were more beneficial for the teams they traded their players to than the players they got back in return. Use history as your guide. It should not matter. should not matter where you trade them. If you think trading them to the Lakers is bad because it's the Lakers – and, and you could lose the trade, then you have no faith in your ability to evaluate talent properly and make a smart trade. Right. 
Um, what we're going to do is we're going to get to this Phil Mickelson controversy, plus Dustin Johnson falling apart, and how far away is Tiger Woods. All that upcoming. Protecting your home team. Farmers' customizable home insurance packages offer coverage options you can tailor for your home turf. At Farmers, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Find, discover home coverage options and more at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Bum, ba, da, bum, 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 bum. Good friend of the program and PGA Tour vet, Hunter Mahan. Getting ready to play uh, up in Connecticut where he's won before. I'll get his thoughts on Phil, on the setup at Shinnecock, and on Dustin Johnson falling apart. That's upcoming next. Online shopping can be confusing. Well, not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. I assume uh, um, I assume that he's getting ready to get out to the links, a place he's won before, right? They used to call it the Greater Hartford Open. It's the Tra- Travelers Championship, of course. He's won out there, so he's a legend. He's Hunter Mahan. He joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Is that where you're, you're calling us from? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm calling you from the course. Nice. Uh, that's a fun course. And then the, the stadium, 18th stadium, like that's a, that's a, that's a good environment, right? When the sun peaks out on a Sunday, people are going hooting and hollering. That's pretty, and you can score in that course, can't you? Yeah, it's a great, uh, you know, after playing a U.S. Open, um, a grueling, mentally grinding test. It's a great place to come out and have a great time. A lot of great people out here. It's a fun golf course to play. You can make some birdies and eagles. And it really does have one of the best finishes in golf with, 15, 16, 17, 18, uh, kind of all wrapping around one another. And 18 has really one of the best um, like stadium views uh, in all of golf, and the fans really come out and support it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's excellent. It's really, really cool. I've been there. I wasn't there the year that you won, but uh, I know they treat, you, uh, they treat you very, very well. Uh, okay, just from, from your perspective, and I know you can't share every golfer's perspective because you guys are all different, <laughs> What do you think of the U.S. Open first moving to a lot of these link-style golf courses? Yeah, um, you know, they had their M.O. for so long that of going to an older kind of historic golf course, they're going to go there and they're going to tighten the fairways and just grow the rough up and make the greens as fast as they can. Um, there's kind of, it's like a new modern U.S. Open now where they're getting, um, experimenting with different types of courses, different places all across the country. Um, and so, you know, it's challenging for them to kind of get the scores that they want, uh, which is always around level par. That's they want the toughest test possible, but they're always going to a new venue, it seems like. And the way they're making it now, um, the weather and conditions, there's so many aspects to it that they can't control that you could kind of get an Aaron Hills where someone tears it up and goes 15 under, and then you're going to get an Oakmont or you're going to get a Shinnecock where it's just absolutely brutal and it seems like nobody can make a birdie. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I always think of U.S. Open, obviously, big, rough, tight fairways, hard yeah. greens. But, but I, I do think that United States-style golf should have trees on it, shouldn't it? Like, I mean, maybe you're getting back to the heart of what golf is supposed to be, but I think of kind of country club. Um, I, you know, I think of, uh, of uh, Southern Hills type of courses more than anything. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're correct, and that's what U.S. Open kind of was, right? I mean, they used to go to these beautiful, big, tall trees and, and tree-lined fairways and the thick, you know, like bluegrass, rye, rough, that's just tough as heck to get out of. And, and you just saw guys miss a fairway and hack it out. And, you know, they, they are experimenting. They are trying different things. Uh, it, 
I agree with you. It doesn't look like a U.S. Open, and they are trying, like you said, they're trying to make it the toughest test in golf. Um, but when you go to a new course, new places that you haven't seen and you don't really have any sort of history to fall back on or how it's going to play, you are going to kind of, you know, have some, some mess-ups. And, and uh, you know, I, I thought Shinnecock was a great test. It it's really is a historic golf course on, on Long Island. And I still thought we got a great tournament and we got a great Sunday of some really good players playing some great golf and, and uh, shooting some good numbers, and that's kind of what you want. I, I, I wanted to see some red numbers on Sunday, and that's what we got, and we got a great finish. Hunter Mahan joining us in the Doug Gottlieb Show, getting ready to play on the Travelers, a place that he has won before. He joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, okay, the, the Phil thing, did you know that that was the rule, that was his two-stroke penalty? Yeah, yeah, he hit a moving ball to two strokes. You know, it, um, we've seen that a few times before, but I did know the rule that if you did hit yeah. I mean, we, we all kind of know that rule. Okay, so if you know that rule, why do so many golfers think he should have been DQ'd? Um, because, well, I, I don't think, A, I don't think he should have been DQ'd for it. Um, he is using the rule to his advantage. I, mean, I know some people think that um, that is a disqualification um, offense. Uh, I just don't think it was. I, I mean, it's. You know, I, it wasn't in the context of the rules, right? If, if you take the putter back and the ball slightly moves and then you hit it, that's kind of what the rule is for. So I don't think you should have been DQ'd for it. Um, you know, the rules are there for a reason, and there's a tournament every single week, and I guarantee you every single week somebody uses the rules to their advantage. That's why they're there. Um, and I don't think this is any exception to that. Did he mean disrespect by doing it? I, oftentimes when people say, hey, no disrespect, but he said no disrespect uh, by it. Did he mean disrespect by doing it? Was it, was it a shot at the USGA, somebody that he, he's had, you know, Mike Davis name and gone back and forth in the past? Sure, sure. I, I don't think so. I, I don't think that was like a uh, deliberate offense. I just think he saw more problems coming his way if he let that ball go down the slope and around the bunker, and, and, and he's like, I'm 10 over. I'm not going to win this week. I am here to win. I want to win championships and major championships at my age. I don't really have, don't want to sit here and make a, hit it back and forth and back and forth. I think he was just kind of frustrated. And, and you know, Phil Mickelson is one of the great all-time players. He's a huge player favorite. I mean, if you go ahead, all the guys absolutely love him. He's created enough equity in his game and his history that we're going to give him the benefit of the doubt, even though I don't really think he needs it. Hunter Mayhan joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. What happened to DJ on Saturday? Um, I would just call that U.S. Open golf. I mean, in the Shinnecock, the way it was going to be, uh, he had a bad nine holes. I mean, other than that, he played incredible, flawless golf. And, you know, you hit it in a few spots there where you just can't hit it. You're going to get penalized heavily. And he just seemed to not make any putts and couldn't stop the bleeding. Um and, you know, it was difficult because he hit, I thought he hit two great shots on 18, and it seemed like he had no chance to hit it within eight feet on his first putt. And I think if he rolls that in, makes birdie, he's got a lot of momentum going into Sunday, and, and maybe that could carry over instead of three putts. And he kind of leaves on such a, a sour note. But then again, that's just U.S. Open golf. That's a good point. Um, okay, so how far away do you think Tiger Woods is? I, I you know, this is, I think we're in an interesting part of Tiger Woods' career right now. Um, 
And I think you have to kind of, dare I say, trust the process here. Okay, he, he's, I think he, when he started his comeback, I think he was probably like hitting balls wondering, can I do this for four days in a row? Can I do this for 10 days in a row? Can I actually sit there and practice on the range as much as I want to and as much as I need to? And I think he's answered that question. Um, his irons and wedge game have returned. And I think that was the most important thing. Um, you can't be a great player unless you're a great ball striker and a great iron player. And he's shown that he can do that on a pretty consistent basis. Now he's got to figure out how to score, how to get that putter going a little bit, and to finish some rounds off and finish some tournaments off. But as a fan of Tiger Woods, and, and if you're a fan of him, if you know, the whole golf and roll is wondering, I would buy his stock right now in a big way. I think he's trending in the right direction, and it seems like he can go out there and play, and he's just worried about a score. He's not worried about hurting himself. What about Bruce Kepka? I mean, Bruce Kepka. Uh, what Bruce? about uh, Bruce? Sorry. What about Brooks Kepka? Um, he wins again, and I mean, like, look, here's a dude who's been injured, and I mean, hits the hell out yeah. of the ball. And when so many others fell, and obviously he was, you know, the soft greens yesterday helped him a ton. Um, how how should we begin? Because he's kind of gotten overshadowed in this whole thing between the course and Tiger and Phil. It's like, oh yeah, by the way, Brooks Kepka won again. Oh yeah, by the way, right? How do you? Give me a sense of Brooks Kepka and how we should how we should look at him now. Yeah, it's an interesting question. He's won three times on tour, and and, and they've been two uh, U.S. Opens back to back, and then he won at uh, Waste Management. So he's got three wins on tour. I think the next, I, I'd say, give him a um, a two years and kind of see what he does going forward. Does he use this kind of momentum and hopefully doesn't get hurt again? Because obviously that really hindered his, his time of playing. Can he stretch off three, four wins in the next couple of years? And is he a top five player for the next 10 years? Um, I don't know. It's a, it's a good question. Um, but the way he played Sunday, the way he played all week, and the way he's played since his, the wrist surgery has been really, really impressive. Um, he's kind of cut out of the same cloth as DJ, a uh, big hitter, um, hits that little tiny fade. Uh, seems like he's got kind of every shot in the book, and nothing phases the guy. I mean, that was... Playing with uh, you know DJ, the second to last U.S. Open, and it looked like he looked like he's been there his whole life, and it was, and he knew that he was going to win, and he played like it, and it was really impressive. Are you going to live tweet uh, from the court while you're playing this week? Uh, no, I will not live tweet. No, no. Is there a rule against that? Uh, I think there is a rule. I I, I don't know if there's a, a rule against it as much as it's frowned upon. Uh, Tyler tweets us and says, Tommy Fleetwood is just as big a story as anything else. Ty- I mean, Fleetwood was incredible. Uh, one, it looks like he hasn't bathed or showered in we- in months, but more than anything, <laughs> I mean, how, how how good was he striking the ball? Again, like, all of these things get overshadowed because of, of the Phil sure. stuff and because of the Tiger stuff. Yeah, and that's unfortunate because there was a lot of great golf. I mean, I remember watching it, and Patrick Reed just said, birdie, birdie, birdie. Tommy Fleetwood was out there tearing it up. Um and I'm glad they did because the U.S. Open storyline going to Sunday had nothing to do with who's going to win as much as it was the course in the USGA and what happened on Saturday and film. And that's unfortunate. I know Phil, I guarantee Phil feels terrible that anyone's talking about that on Monday because he's like, I didn't play any good. That shouldn't be much of a story. Um, but there was a lot of great golf. I thought it was really entertaining and exciting. Um, it was a golf course where you really – I wish they made the last field a little bit easier. I wish they kind of made 
uh, like 16 uh, reachable. I thought that putting an eagle opportunity there at the end would have been cool. Um, but, well, there was a lot of big boy golf happening out there, and there were a lot of guys not afraid to go out there and shoot little scores. So I thought that was really impressive, and I, I assume that the fans really liked it. Great stuff, man. Uh, best of luck up in Cromwell. If you need some restaurant recommendations, just ask. And thanks so much for being our guest on uh, Fox Sports Radio. Sucker, thanks, buddy. All right, we'll, uh, we'll talk Lakers next time because I know you're a huge Laker fan. Hunter Mahan joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, let's, let's, uh, we'll get you an update in one second. Cars are a lot like sports. You gotta have the right tools if you want to go far. Luckily, AutoZone is a free loan and tool program with over a hundred specialty tools to get the job done right. Stop in a day. Depositors required. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Here's David Gascon. David, what do you got? got a, uh, we got a game that was suspended, Doug, back on May the 15th. Nationals and Yankees because of weather. Well, Juan Soto, the 19-year-old phenom for the Nationals, just hit a yeah. moonshot. This thing was a bomb. It was 433 feet to deep right. And check it out. Five plate appearances so far for Soto. A walk, a three-run homer, a solo shot, a ground out, and now this two-run bomb. Nationals lead the New York Yankees in the seventh inning, 5-3. to three. They also have another game tonight, 7 okay, Eastern. This is this the question, okay? Yep. When was the game suspended? Uh, May the 15th. In fact, so it was suspended on May the 15th, right? and he was called up from the minors on May the 20th. Yeah, so that, that was my question. Why does he get to play in a game that was suspended and he wasn't on the team? I don't know. That's a great question. i got to find that out. But he was coming in as a pinch hitter, so I would assume that's that's allowed. I don't know. I guess. I got to find that out. But anyways, he's killing the baseball right now. That one was 433 feet. So um, got to go on to the pitch right now. Lots of action today. FIFA World Cup. Three matches. They're all in the books, courtesy of FS1. It's going to be an England corner. We've seen a few dramatic endings already. This World Cup. Are we in store for one here? Trippier. And what a chance for Harry Kane, which he takes. Drama for you. Kane, the captain, provides the inspiration for England. And two goals in the day, including a game winning goal. England wins it 2 1. Belgium hammered Panama 3 0. Sweden blanks South Korea 1 0. Going back to the diamond real quick. LA Dodgers pitcher Clayton Kershaw threw three innings of simulated play today. No back issues. He'll throw another bullpen session before making a rehab start. Cubs catcher Javier Baez is out today against Los Angeles with a bad elbow. And then a couple notes in the NBA. Jamal Crawford, he is saying goodbye to a $4.5 million option, a player option with the Minnesota Timberwolves. And Rudy Gay is doing the same with the San Antonio Spurs. Doug, one other note in the National Football League. This is kind of interesting. Bills, or there's a report out there. Nathan Peterman, if you remember him from last year, threw five interceptions in the first half against the L.A. Chargers. He is, quote, a serious contender for the Bills' starting job over one A.J. McCarron and also the first round pick from this year, Josh Allen. That's not surprising. No? You, I mean, no. You made I mean, I, look, he was off, I know, look, I know he was awful, awful against um, awful against the Chargers, right? Five, yeah. Was it five interceptions five, in the first five, half? Yeah, five picks in the first half. In the first half. I mean, it was, it was great if you're a Charger fan, but it was awful if you're the uh, the Bills. Yeah. Um, that that said, he's the only one who's been, and I know they have a new offensive coordinator, but he's the only one who's been there for a year. He's the incumbent. Right. But they made a right? play for McCarron, though. I know they did. I know they did. I mean, and look, it doesn't mean, first of all, if you reread your report, you didn't say he was the starter, right? You just said he's a candidate. Serious contender. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, look, Josh Allen should not. Um, Josh Allen should not start this year. He shouldn't play this year. He mm-hmm. needs time. He needs massive refinement. Right. I, I told I, I I've told people every NFL guy was like, look, the chances go up with every game he sits that he'll become a really good NFL quarterback. But if you play him right away, the chances go down because he's just gonna he's not gonna ch- get a chance to redo re, you know re, rework uh, his 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 uh, re, work through his is- issues. Right. But. Um, the Peterman thing does not surprise me that much. It's really hard to beat a guy out who's been there for a year. He knows all the players. He knows the coaches. He knows the system. He knows what Sean McDermott wants. Like, look, McDermott was the one who's the head coach. He's also kind of running the front office. Remember, he got hired first. Then they hired his guys from Carolina to run the front office. Like, this is his show, and he's the one who's believed he drafted him. He started him. He stood by him. And now, he, you know, he's his guy. So I don't think I don't think that's crazy. I really don't. I think with McCarron being there, how hard is it, though, to hand off left, hand off right to Shady McCoy and then check it down to him a handful of times in the course of a game? Obviously, it's a little bit more difficult. I mean, you know, he did have five, you know, he did have five picks. So, <laughs> um, yeah, like, look, I, I think the whole thing is fascinating to see what happens in Buffalo because they, they did actually make the playoffs and then – they, you know, but they made the playoffs in, you know, because other teams were either injured or, you know, Chargers spit the bit so many other times. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of other issues. Um, a lot of other issues that kind of go with it. But I, you know, like, cause look, th- they made the playoffs because the Chargers lost a game in which they picked off Jacksonville twice on the road in the last two minutes of the game. Chargers had no kicker. No kicker and so many issues to work through. Houston, the only reason they didn't make the playoffs because Deshaun Watson got hurt. Right? Deshaun Watson, J.J. Watt get hurt. Otherwise, they make the playoffs. Right. The Raiders, the Raiders should have made the playoffs last year. Their offensive line was they're they're blocking for a, a scheme that did not fit their personnel. And you go around the AFC the and other, the other one you missed was ahead. the the Baltimore Ravens when they lost yes. because of Andy Dalton at home to the Cincinnati Bengals. So that cost them sure. a playoff spot too. Yeah. And and even you can go with the Bengals. You know the Bengals were you know were a better roster than they played last year. Massive massive injuries yeah. hurt them. So look, Buffalo made the playoffs, but they knew they got to get better. And Peterman is a guy they believed in. I don't think it's crazy. I, I don't. Uh, and oh, let's also remember, it is June eighteenth. We don't start playing football until September. Right. There's a lot of time, and a lot of things can change. Sure, a lot of content that needs to go out there as well. No question. Um, speaking of which, I told you I'm, I'm wrong. I've been wrong, but when I'm right, I'm going to give myself credit. All right. Uh, Tom Brady said to Oprah Winfrey, I think there's definitely an end coming. He went on to talk about how, uh, you know, I said in the docu-series, I was there. There's other things happening in my life too. I, I have three kids that I love and I don't want to be a dad that's not there not there driving my kids to their games. I think my kids have brought great perspective into my life because kids just want your attention and you better be there and be available to them or anything else that's going to look back on their life and go, daddy didn't really care that much. Like, look, he's trying to balance. Wife doesn't want him to play anymore. Kids want him to be around. He doesn't need to be at OTAs. And he gives everything he can to the football team when he has to give it to that football team. That's why he missed OTAs. It has nothing to do with them not playing uh, a cornerback who's going to be a free agent. Sometimes it's just as simple as he had other stuff to do. <laughs> right? Like, well, 
Tom, are you making a statement that you're against Bill Belichick? Tom, are you are you saying that Malcolm Butler not playing, it still doesn't sit well with you? Tom, are you, or maybe Tom Brady is just saying, I had other stuff to do. They said it wasn't mandatory. I'm not, I'm not the highest paid guy in the world anyway. It's not that big a deal. Not that big a deal. If I'm going to, this is the, this is the guy saying, hey, you know what? Once a week, I want to work from home. I've done it for 17 years. I want to work from home. And I think all of us are not going, you know, that kind of makes kind of sense. Sometimes the easiest answer is the best answer. A ton of young talent for one NBA team, but they don't get along. Can it be fixed? We'll tell you next in the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Online shopping can be confusing. Well, not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. It's Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, getting you ready for... Uh, uh, we are still a couple days away from the NBA draft. Tomorrow we're going to record the All Ball podcast, so you'll be able to download that one before the draft uh, begins. You'll be able to get kind of insight into my mind and several other friends' minds, experts' minds, as to who should go where and who's really any good. Plus we'll talk some more, a little bit more college hoops. That's more to come. And then uh, NBA hoops, what happens with Kawhi? Will there be a draft day trade? That's probably the most logical conclusion. Anyway, be back here tomorrow on the Doug Gottlieb Show as well, getting you ready for that NBA draft. In the meantime, let's get to the press. The press. David Gascon, what do you have in the press? Doug, we'll start things off. NBA news, all kinds of things. Obviously, you're talking about the draft coming up in a couple days. Rudy Gay and Jamal Crawford, interesting guys right now because Gay has declined his player option with San Antonio. He's saying goodbye to $8.8 million for this upcoming season. He's looking to do something long-term. And Jamal Crawford doing the same. He's leaving behind $4.5 million. He is unlikely to re-sign with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, look, this is the this is the trend in the NBA. Almost no one, almost again, almost no one uh, doesn't opt out and put themselves on the market. And most times, not all times, but most times, it ends up working out for them. Remember, this is a Rudy Gay who he did tear his Achilles tendon going back two years ago with the Sacramento Kings um, in you know twenty one minutes a game, coming off the bench really for the first time in his career. He averaged about eleven and a half points a game. So I, I that's you mentioned eight and a half million, like. He's, he's in that mid-level exception plus kind of range, and he's going to try and get extended years. Rudy Gay is only 31 years old. That's probably the when, – when I looked that up, that was probably the most surprising part, was he's only 31 years old considering how long he's been in the league. And uh, he's also a guy who seemingly everywhere he's gone, everywhere he's gone, the team that he's left has gotten better. Sacramento, of course <laughs> – uh, is the one exception. I like him, but I think you know he's he's now in kind of title chase as well as uh, long term uh, long term contract chase. I'll be fascinated to see what his value is on the market, considering he is a year removed from Achilles tendon surgery. As for Jamal Crawford, like you know what he's been, he's been the same guy for a long time now in the NBA. Come off the bench and give you buckets. Right. I just I don't know if. Like his, he's begun obviously the descent in his career. Does he go on a title chase as he's with those Clipper teams for a couple of years? All right. Well, speaking of buckets, and you bring up something interesting, Minnesota Timberwolves. Andrew Wiggins. He starts his five-year extension this upcoming season, but that could be an issue for somebody else. Jimmy Butler, according to the Sporting News, Butler is uncertain about playing with Wiggins because of his work ethic 
and also his defensive effort. Yes. Yeah, look, this is the problem, okay? I mean, I, none of these Minnesota problems surprise anybody who's watched Minnesota. You know, Carl Anthony Towns is very, very talented, but a little aloof and maybe a little too smart for his own good. He doesn't seem like he jibes with Tibbs. Uh, nobody, see, nobody in the NBA thinks that Wiggins is worth the money he ma- he's making. On the other hand, you know, there's always this fear, well, somebody else is going to pay him money. So you, you pay him this huge contract, and then you fail to move it. I mean, I, look, the, the best thing that Minnesota can hope for is that Toronto throws him a lifeline and decides they want to bring Andrew Wiggins home, and they want to kind of blow up what they're doing and start over. I Look, Andrew Wiggins is nicely positioned as a second or third best player on a team. Mm-hmm. The problem is he doesn't play that hard. He doesn't work that hard. And I think Tibbs and Jimmy Butler know this, and it's forever going to be a frustration. And that's why that team is talented, yet it's like they're the only team to lose at home to the, to, to the Memphis Grizzlies in the second half of the season. That's crazy, right? <laughs> the only team in the NBA to lose at home to the Memphis Grizzlies in the season, and that's, there, there's your reason why. All right. Well, Doug, we go from the hardwood court to Major League Baseball. Fox Sports' Ken Rosenthal is reporting on The Athletic that the New York Mets are listening to trade offers on virtually everyone. And to boot, he also said the team would be more open to trading Noah Syndergaard over Jacob deGrom. Now, here's the kicker on this. Syndergaard's deal actually runs through 2021. deGrom's ends a year earlier. Um, look, I think they're open to doing anything. I mean, I think it just depends what comes back in return. You know, it's like the, the Yankees want, want, to, want an arm. You know, Yankees want an arm. All right, well, the Yankees have the number one prospect in baseball. Are you willing to trade the number one prospect? So the, the idea that, that the Mets wouldn't be willing to trade is silly, but uh, I think anything, anyone is available in the Mets franchise and in the Mets farm system. The question is going to be at what cost? And this is where you got to start to get creative. And, you know, I don't think you do it just for a prospect. I think you do it for a prospect and a player. And then you end up kind of filling out your roster and filling out hope. Now, do you see this as a remote possibility from last season that the Dodgers could, I don't know, i say buyer's remorse or lack thereof, but Justin Verlander burned him last year and the Astros picked him up late after the trade deadline. Do you think L.A. or maybe any other teams would go after Syndergaard or Drew Grom before the season expires? No question. No, wouldn't, wouldn't you? Absolutely. I mean, Dodgers got burned last year because of that. Well, I mean, and, and the Dodgers now, you don't know about Kershaw. And, you know, they have deep pockets. So whether or not they hang on to Kershaw or not, um, uh, yeah, yes. I, you know, even just, look at Justin Verlander. Remember, Verlander was traded right before the waiver wire deadline deal came up. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's it's fascinating to see. It's gonna be fascinating to see what happens. All right, we go from the. Uh, it's actually more entertaining than the rest of baseball. <laughs> right? I don't know if you saw this, but baseball's attendance is down over a thousand people per per stadium, and they're saying, "Well, the weather's been the worst that it's been." And you look at the drop in the Marlins, but so many other teams are actually up from last year. The most interesting part of baseball is going to be the trade deadline, by my estimation. Yeah, and the press boxes are now emptied out in half, especially on the American League side with Shohei Otani being done for probably the remainder of the season. So um, we go from Major League Baseball to the National Football League. I don't know if you're on board with this, but the panic attack continues in Indianapolis. According to the Monday morning quarterback, Andrew Luck said that the pain in his surgically repaired shoulder is now, quote, gone. And he says that it's going to stay that way for a long period of time. His body typically does not revolt. He's going to be throwing a football, and he continues to throw high school footballs as the uh, as the season nears. I think that's it's interesting to me that he's throwing a, a little bit smaller ball. 
Like this is the the rehab and the steps that he doesn't want to, which I like I get, but is it that much of a strain if you're adding like a two pounds onto the football? I mean, I guess the answer is yes. It's just really interesting to me that he doesn't have any pain. He's taking it slowly. Um, it, it, I, I don't know. I would love it. I would love a documentary on what has really happened, what really went wrong last time, what he's really trying to fix this time. It, you know, in the meantime, all we're left with is, hey, I'm fine. There's no pain. There's no post throwing pain, and I'm good. If that's true, this is this has gone from. And I don't think the Colts are good, mm-hmm. but you look when when he won, they won, he won 33 games his first three years in the pros, right? For right. 33 games, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and considering he took over the worst team in football, and I know they tried to be bad, but they had to gut it and start over. They have a terrible roster. If he's back, and they've rebuilt that offensive line through the draft, if he's back. Now you have Jacksonville that could have been a Super Bowl team last year. You have Tennessee made the playoffs, although they weren't really a playoff team last year. And then you got Houston, who probably has the most talent. They've always had injuries with J.J. Watt last couple years, and then Deshaun Watson. Like, that goes from terrible division to arguably the most competitive division in football. Maybe not the best, right? You still probably say NFC South is better. East, too. Yeah, uh, NFC East is, yeah, very, very good. Obviously, Cowboys, when they get Zeke back, we'll see what happens with the Skins, but you expect them to be better. The Giants couldn't be any worse. But, yeah, those are like the three best divisions in football, really. Doug, that's it. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. All right, appreciate you, David. Thanks so much for, for joining us today. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, tomorrow we'll continue to get you ready for the NBA draft. Uh, and then we'll continue to keep an eye out to see what happens with Kawhi Leonard. Uh, look, I would expect if there's, if there are deals to be made, you're talking, um, the NBA, NBA draft is the perfect time to make those deals. Will Cleveland make a deal in an effort to keep LeBron? Will Oklahoma city make a deal? Will the Lakers make a deal? Will the Spurs make a deal? I'll tell you, I'll make this deal with you. Join us tomorrow and we'll tell you what's going to happen. On the Doug Gottlieb Show, only on Fox Sports Radio. Traveling for college hoops this year? Pro tip, stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball just like us. Each Graduate Hotel is like a shrine to local team with lots of cool details for alumni, nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns, and get this, you can save up to 30% off with code Doug. That's my name, Doug. Good at any Graduate Hotel location, anytime up to 30% off. So, Here's what you do. Book your stays at graduatehotels.com. That's graduatehotels.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. 
And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.